Welcome to Kilgallen's Pub, the podcast where I, comedian Joe Kilgallen, like to sit back, have some drinks with people, and recreate that bar conversation we all know and love. You can follow the podcast on IG, that's Instagram, at Kilgallen's Pub, on Twitter, at Kilgallen's Pub. Follow me on all the fucking platforms, at Joe Kilgallen. I'm in a great mood. Big thanks to my YouTube subscribers. You guys are my fucking family now. I'm going to take a bullet for one of you, I promise. Airport be, rides, whatever you want, you man. Kid. I kid. Well, you know, they're part of it. That's my guest I'm going to introduce shortly. They know I have kids. Uh, I got to thank everyone for subscribing to YouTube. The page has really taken off these last few days. James Webb and I have been messaging each other in the middle of the night going, oh, my God, this is fantastic. It's kind of nuts, dude. It's great, man. I've got, like, people from Australia and India loving it. So I love both those countries. I hope to visit you guys um, in a performance capacity or just to have a good time. And um, around America, too. You guys are still killing it. London, I think I've seen some stuff. Ireland, you guys are kind of fucking dragging ass a little bit. You might want to start clicking subscribe. Um, <laughs> just fuck around. But, no, it's been great. New videos every Thursday. That's the thing we're uh, – committed to here um james and i and uh the people at pe this is people of comedy network guys you gotta check out all the great podcasts on this network please do um i've got a great guest today i'm drinking mgd miller genuine draft is there a better beer oh is there? there's several better beers name one <laughs> i'd like to see you name one beer better than miller genuine draft oberon bell's oberon it checks out it's pretty good it's pretty good beer <laughs> Well, your first one right out the gate. I, I thought it would take several guesses before I can see that that's better than. I don't know. MGG is pretty good, man. This is cold filtered. Yeah. There's I don't a know. a comic if... who's got that joke about bragging, like telling me how cold your beer gets is really just up to me. Oh, that's like an old. Was it Todd Berry? Yeah, that's I think an that old is Todd, joke. Todd Berry. Yeah. Feels like a Todd Berry joke. He's a great comic, though. Uh, that voice you're hearing is the very funny Sorab Frisbee. Frisbee, um, it's not Frisbee, but here it's Sorab. I nailed down right. Sorab, I got that right. Yeah, yeah first yeah. name right. Here's why I said Frisbee is because when I started to type in the actual spelling of your last name, autocorrect came up Frisbee, okay. and I'm like, I'm just gonna go with Frisbee. Can you pronounce your name for Feruzesh. me? Feruzesh. Feruzesh. Yeah. So I, I got that pretty good. Yeah, it's for free, yeah. And your background is? Uh, um, Persian. Persian. Cool, man. I like that. Yeah. How come it's or. This is going to sound like an ignorant white guy question. It is a little bit. I just don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's okay. By the way, being ignorant is okay if you can admit it. Yes. Uh, I know I, Persian is always Ira Iranian, right? Yeah. Okay. Why it just doesn't it, did, sound as good. No, but did it used to be called Persia? We used to be called Persia. That's why. All right. Thank and you. And then they sense. redrew the borders. Yeah, there was like a whole empire. Is there another that, part? Uh, yeah. is there, are there people from like Iraq that could be called Persians or no? Uh, I just think, Iranians? I think then you get like to, uh, I don't think so. I think, well, I don't know. Because I didn't I know if know. you were saying they redrew the map and named it something else. Yeah. I didn't know if you took away some land and therefore, I you I think know. they did. But it was kind of like uh, when, you know, Russia, like USSR, like. Had like Georgia and like yeah, Ukraine. I mean they were Georgians, they weren't Russians. That's yeah. I had one friend who does this every March. He says uh, Saint Patrick was Italian. Was Saint Patrick Italian? No, he was not. Here's the thing: the Roman Empire owned the whole world, so he was Roman, but he was oh, born semantics. in Wales. That's semantics, like a, yeah, that's right? Shitty white if guy anything, you could say he was Welsh because he was yeah. born in Wales. Yeah. The closest he, he never got anywhere near actual Italy. Sure, he was not Italian. Yeah, like he was over five tenths, so it clearly wasn't Italian. And um, are Italians you guys short? If you guys don't laugh along with that, it makes me sound like a dick. Are they short? They're no, they're not are Italians small. short. Yeah, they're not tall. I love Italians. My Italian friends, you guys are great. Metascalco is what like tall. five one. I don't. He's. Not, I've met him once before. I don't think he's five eight. Maybe. Yeah. No, I mean, there are, are some Italian guys that are tall. It's just an old story. Persians are kind of like the Italians of the Middle East. How so? He's playing. We got good food. You know, we okay. were a lot of cologne. We like to party. Nice. Lighter skin than the other. A lot, lot of chains. A lot of chains, a lot of nightclubs, a lot of um, white BMWs. Yeah, man. That's a good yeah. point. I realize. Just yeah. hairier. Just yeah, a hairier version. Swarthy, swarthier version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. That's pretty good, man. 
I've ever seen an Italian guy being rude to a, an Arabic guy or a I'm Persian, Persian, guy. Not Persian. Arab. sorry, not Arab, not Arab, Persian. What's the difference? I we, I don't speak the same language. You don't different, eat the same okay, food. Different culture, different, different culture. All right, that's a big difference. Yeah, I feel like there's just it's really just I'm, I'm trying to be educated. I'm not. I know I'm coming off like no, you're not. Well, no, that's, like, that's fair. I don't know to the untrained eye or sure. to, to people who don't know me might be like, man, this guy's a real fucking moron over here. No, I'm, these are all questions. These people are have. legit, right? Yeah. These are good questions. Yeah, like I know the difference between a lot of different stuff, like Sunni and Shiite. You know? I don't think I know the difference between that. It's I just know different they don't get kind along. Of Muslims. Yeah, it's just, they don't it's like basically Protestant Catholic, but yeah. of the Muslim world, yeah, right? Yeah. Cool. Cool, man. Well, I am happy to have you on. I've uh, seen your stand-up. I've always enjoyed your stand-up. Oh, uh, it's the worst. <laughs> fuck off. Shut um, up. Sarah Perry, who's like your best friend, was going to be on the podcast this oh, week. Oh, she's but, getting her wisdom teeth. She's getting her wisdom teeth, yeah. Well, goddamn her for having a dental insurance, just getting uh, teeth pulled out. Typical suburban... Like, no, I'm not. She's worried she's <laughs> like, gonna. Get, she's worried she's gonna get dry socket, and I was like, you know, just don't suck too many dicks. Mm. I think they'll that's dry up medical. your socket, right? I don't know. I think it's just any kind of inhaling. I don't know how one. If you're a dentist, it. has a dentist ever had to say, "Hey, look, we just pulled your wisdom teeth," and um, I I get it. But yeah. let's let's lay off the ah for a little <laughs> bit. Okay. Those are medical terms. It's a medical term. Ah, medical terms. I wonder if they'll be. say that too, because they'll be like, hey, for the next week or so, you want to just have soup? Sure. You want to avoid hot semen? I've been watching. You want to <laughs> <laughs> like? What do they tell you? I don't know. I've been watching a lot of Mad Men, and they they all the doctors smoke during their. Um, Isn't that crazy? Are, it's great. It's, it's funny. Such a fun little detail of. You know the biggest lie ever told was that smoking isn't cool. Smoking oh, is for sure cool. It's the coolest so thing cool. you could do. You're Look, like you're breathing fire yeah. out of your mouth, and yeah. it, you feel good. The effects of it aren't cool. I'll give you that. The effects aren't the cool. Long term effects of yeah, it. Yeah, like you don't want lung cancer. You smell your hands sure. smell, your clothes smell. That that all part of it. But the idea. That people are like, oh, smoking doesn't look cool when they try to say that to you. I'm like, obviously it looks great. That's why you would make advertisement laws to stop people, you know. There was a song by Oasis called Cigarettes and Alcohol. And every time I hear, you know, back when they were getting records of radio play, um, I remember being like, I really want a beer and a cigarette right now. Who's Oasis? Did they they do, uh, that was a crazy game. No, that's fucking OAR. OAR. That's a jam band. That's of, uh, they were still for, uh. Of a revolution. revolution. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oasis was like, Wonderwall, uh, Wonderwall, Champagne Supernova, Morning Glory. They were two brothers that hated each other. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't talked in like a decade. But every now and then on Twitter, you'll see one slag off. That's what they say in the UK. Which, dude, I was thinking about this. America, we got to step up our slang gang, our slang game. Because I've been hearing, like, the UK's got great slang. Canada's slang is getting better. Now, I I hate to be that guy, but I think you're just thinking of the Midwest. Because New York... They're, they have some cool slang. Oh, dead ass. They're uh, not dead bad. Ass. All right, boom. You start every <laughs> sentence off. All right, so boom. I like that a lot. That was a lot of fun. Boom's not bad. All right, so boom. That was the, that's the big one. So just the Midwest of America? Midwest is a, notoriously. But you're Midwest, you're Detroit. Yeah, and I. Oh, I, so I, you're, okay, I didn't know I'm if you a, were. No, I'm, we have the worst. We take all the, whenever it gets old, we get bet. That was a big New York one. Oh, bet. I wasn't yeah. the biggest fan of bet. On fleek was dumb. Was that New York? That's like a, no, that's like an internet that's thing. Just internet uh, yeah, thing. That, that like lasted stupid, 18 yeah. months, like, like by fleek you did um that's not that's not too bad what's another good slang that what are you laughing about james it's just two corny guys talking about slang <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we're not corny slang's important good language we're comedians dude words matter i don't i refuse to use slang on stage i don't like it um i'll only use it if it's natural i've never tried to like force sure i can't stand comedians 
I mean, some pulled off really well. I thought that was the end of your sentence. I can't stand comedians. Yeah. Sometimes. Hell yeah, brother. Sometimes. (laughs) We could drink uh, MGD to that. That's another genuine draft, everybody. Uh, Is that I don't like when anything that feels overwritten. Like when I hear a comedian where I'm like, oh, they worked so hard on that one little line. Yeah. It just, you know, I'm not saying don't work, don't write, but obviously do those things. And you know who you are. They know who they are. I don't like, it's like over-processed shit. Yeah. You know? It's like. Like a hot pocket of a joke. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It just feels unnatural to me. I feel like, would you have, any line that you couldn't bust out when you're hanging in that circle? You know what I mean? Sure. I like to come off, I think my favorite comedians come off like you're part of their little circle. Oh, Even right. though they're performing for 50,000 people. Or yeah. not that many, but like 8,000. Chappelle's great at that, of yeah. course. Bill Burr, great at that. Yeah. Um, and I did both those guys really special. We talked about the Chappelle one the last couple episodes. We'll get into Bill Burr. Um, I brought up Sarah Perry being your best friend because – Big fan of her. No, Sarah's great. She's been <laughs> on the podcast a couple times. And uh, her sister and I need to meet one day because – Her I think twin there's, sister? There's a, there's a, there's a thing. There's a You're thing there. No, I'm kidding with her. See, we had this old gag. Sarah was on the podcast and said something about her sister being real picky. And her sister was like watching live, and I was just like, "What's up?" You know, joking around. And Sarah, without hesitating, I was like, "She would never be into you." Yeah, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, you know. So that's one me. day, and me and you. Um, just because you got told in the next life, because I'm married. But right. what's that? Oh, I didn't know you. Were, congratulations. You didn't know I was married. I know. Oh, you were fucking genuine, man. You should get into acting. That was smooth. <laughs> I, I want to talk about this. I was at my best female friend's bachelorette party over the weekend. I was the yeah. only guy at a bachelorette party. That's weird. It, you know what? I walked into it thinking, oh, this is going to be so, this is gonna be an get, awkward did night. Did he get strippers? Or, were you the stripper? No. Although my friend, comedian, I'll say this. She won't mind if I'm saying this. Comedian Lisa Traeger was like, dance for Megan. When we were at the – that's Megan Gailey, everyone. Funny comedian. Look her up. She's been on the, both of them have been on the podcast. Uh, and she's married to CJ Teldano, who's also been on the podcast. Great dude. And James is now fixing your mic because you were too far away. Well, it's just it's in your, it's Is in he your not getting the sound? And you, people need to see your beautiful face. Okay. There you go. Get up, get up on it. And uh, – that's so true. she was saying she wanted me to dance for her, and I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking dance for her. Why? Like this sure. was at the club because I think at that point maybe she was like, we didn't get her a stripper. Maybe we should have done that. And I'm like, what why club? the fuck would I do? We went to a club. I can't remember the name of it, but like the second floor is like a like disco. I think it's called disco. Actually, is this the one Chris Bader owns? Does he own that one? <laughs> he owns the Does club. Does Chris Bader own disco? Chris? No, we went to his club across the street. He owns uh he owns a club. He owns which a- is the most Persian enjoy. thing you can do. <laughs> Bader was he's on the podcast not, last week. He's not even from Iran. He's American, and he owns a nightclub. His, and his dad's from Iran, though, right? Yeah, but he's not, and he owns, which is more Persian than me being from Iran, owning a nightclub is, he's great. Where I go over there and hang out while he's at work. He the American version of, of ethnicities is almost cartoonish and over the top sometimes. Oh, sure. You know? Like, I, I, I grew up with in Chicago with a lot of Irish Americans, like yeah. second, third generation, a lot of these guys. And we're like fucking wearing Notre Dame sweatshirts. Oh, and, right. And getting drunk and violent. Like, that's. Now, so you're Irish. Yes. Now, explain. P- paint me a picture of the world when the movie The Departed came out. That must have just been great for you guys. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, that was must have been a lot of fun for everybody. That was a really good one. See, like, um, in major cities in America, Irish and Italian people, like, I made that joke about Italian people. We're really friends. And I know so many people are half Irish, half Italian. So sure. they all get along. But it's like a fun, friendly, like, rivalry. Yeah. You know, where. Um, like the Bears and Lions have a rivalry, but it's not as it's not serious like the Bears and Packers. The Bears oh, and Packers, it's like you know. I really... knew the Bears and Packers, but I didn't know the Bears and Lions. Well, had I like mean, a... anyone in the NFC North has a rivalry: Bears, Vikings. Bears. Like I don't know, I was trying to like equate it to something. Anyhow, though, but all my Italian friends growing up had like all like those really cool like you know Goodfellas and um, sure. Casino and, yeah. and all those like mob movies. And 
we had before the departed we had boondock saints which is a terrible movie yeah i mean is it though i don't even know if i could say that's yes. a terrible movie when it came out i fucking loved it and everyone's like you got to watch it again joe because it's, it's bad. bad it's so bad here's the thing though man you gotta understand it's irish people shooting up italians and russians it doesn't even need dialogue and i'm gonna love it you know what i mean it doesn't even so need weird. it could have been in black and white with like so if John very Wick's little name was like uh, Seamus O uh... Seamus O'Toole Wick. No, I would I would have loved it, man. And Irish, I'm, you know, it makes sense that John Wick's no, probably part. Other, that character's I probably part know, Irish. But breaks my heart. I think it breaks the heart of everybody who appreciates good Irish literature. That you were like, you know, before Departed, we had nothing. No, we didn't. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's so offensive. No, uh, to the playwrights and the writers and fucking Ulysses. Dude, no, Irish <laughs> writers are fantastic, and the Irish has great literature. Irish has great art. Ireland has great art. I was only kidding, but I'm talking about like in that genre of like, uh, like mafia badass type hitman oh, movie. Sure. But there's been tons of them. Like there's, um, well, you could argue, also. I I don't want to be the guy who's picked uh, in uh, in Goodfellas. Um, uh, they're mostly Robert, De Niro's, they're, they're, Robert De Niro's character was Irish. He in was, real life, Robert De Niro more Irish than he's anything else. Oh, really? Yes, he's more Irish than he's Italian or whatever else. Is I almost said is. his character name, but I can't because uh, it's a slur. His character's a slur. Yeah, it's Jimmy the Jimmy the starts with an starts with an M. It's the it's the slur from Jimmy the. I don't know what it is. I don't know. You don't know the Hold slur on. for Irish Hold people? Jimmy oh, the Mick? Jimmy the Mick. Oh, thank you, man. I couldn't remember. Um, I'm not going to say it. Wasn't his name Con- Jimmy Conway? Was Jimmy the character Conway. Name. Jimmy the... I was trying to think of his last name. Wait, but I don't... why won't you Jimmy say the Mick. it? It's a slur. It's a slur. The Mick's a slur. Yeah, he doesn't want to say it's slurs. Yeah, but we right. did the other thing together. You, I'm, you know. Okay. What you... other thing did you two do together? We did a, we did another podcast together, <laughs> and he was giving me a hard time. What's the problem with James being the producer for everyone? He's he's... James is the room. like he's become the sidekick on every fucking podcast on his own network. That's why he started the That's network. That's why he did it. So he could have fucking people to talk who's, to. Who's Joe Rogan's friend? Who's always looking up? Jamie, young Jamie. He wants to be Jamie, looking up pictures of monkeys. I've seen the podcast episode. I like monkeys. But uh, monkeys, I, we did another thing, and he was he was blown away by the fact that I don't want to say any slurs on live podcasts. I, I think that's consistent, though. There are some people who are like, no, I'll say the slurs for, you know, ethnicities yeah. that aren't being uh, oppressed at the moment. But like it's, no, it's but, just I won't touch any of them. Okay, man. I mean, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Live your life. I'm not. Really I'm not fun. judging you, dog. But The Departed was a fucking great movie, regardless if it was. They, they could have been all you know. He's kind of a remake Lithuanian of, characters. Um, it doesn't matter. Kind of a remake of a Chinese. Film. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. I remember hearing that. And um, an Irish writer like adapted the yeah. scri- script because there, there are yeah. so many parallels between what happened in the Chinese movie and then uh, Whitey Bulger. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. There, um, he died recently, right? Didn't they finally get Whitey Bulger? They he caught him. In prison? He died he in, prison. in prison. He got stabbed in prison. He got. It's like, crazy. Oh. He was living in Santa Monica for like fucking two decades or yeah. something like that. No one noticed. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty nuts. But uh, yeah, so I, The Departed was a good one. Um, there's been tons of really cool Irish movies though throughout. The um, Daniel Day Lewis was in a few. The Boxer and the Name of the Father. Yeah, my really left badass. Blood. My left foot. I don't know if he was that. That's not Irish though, is it? Oh, he's he, an Irish citizen. He's. I don't know if he was born in Ireland, but I know he's like Irish because when um. When Gangs of New York came out, he plays the guy who hates Irish people. Yeah. And everyone's like, it's funny because he lives in Ireland. He's Irish. Yeah, he's a cobbler. He's a citizen. Yeah, he became a cobbler. He's a weird dude. And then he, unfortunately, that kind of started the trend of everybody in the industry using the term method acting. And then it became like the dumbest. And then every, because then Heath Ledger died. And then Jared Leto was like, I'm method acting. And then people were like, no, you're not. You just also killed that word. Because yeah. you said it, and you were the lead singer of a band. There was a Simpsons episode where James Woods was method acting. Cause oh, he was the, to, as the that's yeah. one he, such a good episode. He took over uh, the yeah. Quickie Mart. 
That's really funny, actually. And I so I caught that episode a few weeks ago. And there's a scene where Apu is telling Marge, like, which line to get in based yeah. on the people that he sees in the lines. Because she's like, oh, the lines are even. He's like, no, they're not. Like, let me so, tell yeah, you. Sad, those are all sad, sad single sad guys. Yeah. Getting that line. That'll go the quickest. They're all paying fast. Where these are all old gabbers or whatever it was. And now when I go to grocery stores, I think of Apu. So, right there. Because the, the people you, work you there. Wrong. You... Like, the guy who said uh, the problem with Apu, I think you didn't think about that. Right? I never watched that. I didn't watch it either. What's the, the comedian's name? Harry or Hari? You know what I'm talking uh, about? Yeah. Uh, H-A-R-I, and then I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Because I've never heard his last name pronounced. There are some last names where I'm like, I've never heard it said out loud. I can't. I'm, I'm, I feel so stupid not. Just uh, type in Hari, and then it'll probably be one of the first ones that pops up. There's another one for you, buddy. Thank you so RGD much. For you. Um, and listeners, by the way, we do have a Patreon. You can check that out. Everybody, that's simply just go to Patreon. I think it's slash Joe Kilgallen. I don't know if it's Kilgallen's Pub, but we have a bunch of bonus stuff from the podcast on there. Did you catch a, me opening that beer with the sword? From the podcast no, I did on not. There oh, well, that's, that. I opened a fucking beer. The camera with might have caught There'll it. There'll be another one. The camera might have caught it. You'll have another one later. Well, I opened it with a sword. Well, like in again. Game of Thrones. Uh, Hank Azaria, right? No. Hank Azaria does the voice Hank of the poo. I'm saying that. Though you don't know the story. I'm sorry. There's a comedian who made a documentary called. The problem oh, you're with the talking, poo. Okay, here. And the whole problem with the poo, like you were saying, how like it's a racist character and all this other stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't see it. Um, I just know when it, when that came out, I remember seeing. I don't follow the guy on Twitter, but enough people liked the tweet. Hari Kondabalu. Thank you. Enough people liked the tweet where it popped up, and I'm like, I'm curious, and I clicked on the comments, and half the people were Indian, and the other half, like half. I think the, like seventy percent of the Indian people who saw it were like, I don't, I don't find this offensive, offensive at all. all yeah. And then there were some Indians who were like, no, I do find it offensive. Yeah. So, I mean, teach their own. Whatever you find offensive, you find offensive. I didn't see the documentary, so I can't, I like, some people hear that accent, anything. and they immediately, like, cringe. Because some people, and that's fair, because that accent is. No, when I hear a white guy doing that accent, I think, oh, you're being a dick, and you're yeah. being an asshole, you're doing the whole, like, you know, you're being He was shitty. such a three-dimensional character, though. They well, were, that's the, that was the point of a lot of people. They're like, this guy's like, he's one of the best characters on the sure. show. He's the nicest guy. You know, it's not. And we, I think the argument people made was that, like, you know, they had, like, the hillbilly character. They had, like, they did pretty much every, they had an Italian guy. But they never really it, went into any of their lives except Apu. Apu was the only character where they, like, fleshed out and they gave him, like, you um, know. He's, isn't that better, though? I mean, yeah, but. Or is it not? I don't know. I don't know. I think if, if I don't have a dog in the fight because I'm not Indian. Yeah, I know that, but I just, I was just, you know, James, you could chime in too. I wasn't like asking you to represent a country oh, that you're sure. not from. No, yeah. I was yeah, just yeah. wondering what you thought. <laughs> I think every big Simpsons fan has an opinion. Yeah. I think, and I think the, the, I think the correct opinion is that it was funny back in the day. We don't need to cut all the episodes with him out. But if people are, don't want to hear anymore, people don't want to hear anymore. I think they decided I to keep how him. how many people it is, though, is what I'm wondering. I, I think not enough because they kept him. They, they kept him, yeah, they right? They were to toying with the idea of getting rid of him, and then they got... They, I think they probably did some market. A lot. They probably did market research in my life. Because I think that still does matter to an extent. Yeah. How many people are truly upset by it? Oh yeah. To an extent. Well, you know it's like I mean? it's like I'm not saying the rights of the majority should stomp out the rights of the minority. One percent of people complain loudly or yeah. something like oh, that. Definitely. But I think at the same time, if you hear someone do like a like a like a bad Asian accent, right? It's nails on a chalkboard. Sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, there are so many things now. Then when you hear them, you're like, oh, yeah. shit. You know a lot what I mean? of episodes of Mad TV did not age well, <laughs> which is heartbreaking. Just just heartbreaking. Still funny, though. Still funny, but... You know, I'm buddies with Johnny, uh, Johnny Sanchez, who was on that show, and he always played, like, the, the Chicano. You know what I mean? Oh, like, that yeah. character. He was always, yeah. like, the Latin gangbanger guy, you know? Yeah. Or a Hispanic gangbanger. What's the correct term nowadays? No one fucking knows. I don't know. Like, uh, well, that's what Bill Burr's special talks on, some funny shit like that. Um... 
I was gonna say this. So with the female bachelorette party, female that's a fucking. It's just idiot. a bachelorette party. I know, it's just a bachelorette party. I, I almost said too because I, I did a show last <laughs> night and I, I brought it up a little bit. I was like, I was the only guy in all female bachelorette party. I'm like, that's not how you say that. You idiot. do you have do you have any friends that are strippers? Parties. Do you have any male stripper friends? No, I know two male strippers. Really? I was fraternity brothers with them. And did you guys like? Did, were they out with it? Or was it something they did in secret? Let me tell. You, they did not like jokes about it because they felt it was fun. They were both ex-military guys. They got into it because other military guys had gotten them into the business. At first, it was a lot of Those fun. Those dudes are ripped. Was, well, they should be at least. They were all ripped. They yeah. were all like you know they were oh, army. Jacked. They were yeah they were like army puff. So it was all you know it was all glamour muscles. Fucking army guys. You know the marines. Those guys aren't strippers. Those guys are killing machines. Yeah, the army. That's well, strippers. Our you tax know. dollars are going towards that for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Glamour training muscles. you to be, uh, <laughs> you know, grinding um, women at a dance uh, well, club. Come Cody on, man. Playing. Yeah, I want my Marines. I want my Marines fucking. Yeah, if I can't have free health care, you better know how to fucking shoot sure. someone from 80 yards away. With, and take the wind into consideration yeah, when you do it. Yeah, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> but they were, yeah, they were, uh, they did not like jokes about it. They were scary, so we didn't, I was uh, like a sophomore, they were senior, so I didn't really make fun of them. But I remember one day, uh, one of them kept it a secret, and we had all gotten really drunk at his apartment. And we were just kind of like rummaging through. And then he stripped for you? No, we were just kind of like, rummaging. Take that dick out, dude. <laughs> Come on, man. We're brothers, damn it. We are brothers. Nothing gay about it, dude. Nothing take your dick out. Str- uh, practice. But, but we were practice. looking through his stuff, and we were like, hand sanitizer. All right. And then we were like, hey, lube. This is interesting. Why and does he have lube? Because they oil oh, themselves up. Oh, they oil themselves yeah. up. I'm thinking, man, dude. And it's the- such bullshit. Male strip. <sighs> Dude, I used to watch real sex on HBO. Oh, I, yeah, I, well, you're old. I used to try to masturbate to that. Yeah, I mean, am I that much older? How old are you? You were probably 13 when other things were out. I was 13 when real sex was really big, so I was trying to ma- – which I think a lot of people have weird fetishes in this country because yeah. they try to masturbate to real sex. And they'd, like, you know, jerking off, like, oh, people fucking. And then the next – like, the next thing would be like, and next on real sex, um, yeah. it's fucking body you're, suits. You're jerking off the preview? <laughs> Yeah. It was always weird. It was a weird show. You accidentally coming towards the nylon bodysuit part, and then now you're in a nylon bodysuit. If you guys don't know what real sex is, YouTube, I, mean, I don't know if it's, it might be on YouTube, or Google it, you'll, you'll come up. It was a series on HBO in which they would show some sexual acts, but it was usually just visiting people to talk about sex. Yeah. Like they go to some Karma Sutra specialist, sure. and then they'll go to... Like a real doll factory. That like, was you know, my go to favorite episode. Factory. This is yeah. really good, dude. That was a good episode. Yeah, it was. We got to back up, track, backtrack a little bit. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 30. I'm 34. Oh, yeah, we're oh, the same. Right. Why the how the fuck old did you think I was? So you're like 36, 37. Okay, but like he was. You didn't, you, you, I also did always you notice that. You like but I think that's enough of a big difference. Right, if fair you enough. Were, but like you were saying it like, oh, but dude, you're old. And I'm like, that's something I, I talk thought, to about. Okay. Thirty year olds is we used to masturbate <laughs> for to real sex. Yeah, but like 34 to 30, you act like we're generations apart. Man. It is a generation. You were a freshman when I was that a senior. Is, you're not a millennial. I'm a millennial. No, I am a millennial. Yes, oh, you you are. Are. I am. Yeah. I made the cutoff. 34 would make you 82. 1982 on. I'm. So you don't love I thought you were like a big REM fan and like uh I like like three REM songs. <laughs> I think. I like I used to hate used to hate losing my religion because it was on the oh, radio all the that time. Song rules. That song rules. No, I love it now. But when I was a kid, so my, my you know, I grew up in Chicago. Um my parents were divorced, so instead of a babysitter, my dad would just take us to work with him because we live with my dad. It's very Chicago. And, yeah, I worked for the Chicago Park. My dad worked for the Chicago Park District. So it was great as a kid. Oh, I would that just is so cool. I would just play fucking Does sports all day accent? long. Um no, not really. He's, he's college educated. And well, um, that doesn't is that what makes it? If you, yeah, oh. it does. And <laughs> I think so at least. So uh, on the drive home, we would always hear that song, and it was like, oh, this song again. Like losing my religion was on like seven stations all day long during that one summer. It came out when we would drive from the northwest side to the south side of Chicago, really back and forth. Yeah. So you hated it. 
Yeah, I couldn't stand it. I, I, I thought it was like one of the dumbest songs. And then as I got older, I remember catching it and being like, this song is fucking great. <laughs> it is a great song. I love that song. Back There's to a slang, few other, it's other a songs. bop. It's a bop. There That's you go. That's what the kids are saying. Is that what the kids are saying? Yeah. I, you know, I, I always try to find a slang word. I guess not really a slang word, but like everyone always goes, that's my jam. Yeah. So yeah. I don't like saying my jam because everyone says it. So I say, that's my tune. I go, that's a fucking tune. I don't even say that's my tune. I go, that's a fucking tune. I like saying tune better. I think tune's cooler. To you couldn't find song. anything cooler than tune? I think tune's great, man. I don't know. What's better than t- bop? You think bop's better? I mean, you know. It's Some songs don't bop, though. Some you songs get, don't Everything bop. is a tune, but not everything yeah. is a bop. Yeah. Hosier doesn't really bop. No. Take me to church. I can't say that's brutal. Is that his song? Yeah, it's his song. Take me. He's Irish. Oh, Ireland. is he? Yep. Who's yours from Ireland? Uh, I remember seeing him in an interview, but I'm like, well, I never would have guessed yeah, that. He's, like, he's from like South Philly. A lot of great music. And he's just country. lying to look cool. No one wants a singer songwriter from South Philly, and they want a guy from Ireland. From Dublin? Yeah. I think he's from Dublin. That sounds about right. Uh, what was I on about? That's another English slash Irish expression. What was I on about? I like that one a lot. Uh, no, I was saying about, oh, yeah, R.E.M. No, yeah, with the age thing, but no, back to real Bachelor sex. Rep. Oh, I was going to go back to real the sex, party. Uh, with male strippers. Yeah. So I was sick because the lube made me think of something else, obviously, because it's lube. But with uh, male strippers on real sex, they, would, they were interviewing these dudes, and the women were, like, jerking them off. Oh, yeah. And touching them all over the place. And I'm like, this is insane because when we go to a strip club, sure. we have to have our hands at our sides. And if you even graze the woman's knee, some b- bouncer is going to pop you in the fucking have you ever head. Been to like and they re- can't wait to do it. Have you been to, like, a really gross uh, like no, strip I've, club? No, I've only been to a strip club, like, three or four times in my life. Here in Chicago? Um, I've been to VIPs in Chicago, but that's pasties. They don't even go yeah. fully. I don't even think you see nipple there. I think it's no. just underwear and pasties. And then um, I've been to one in the suburbs. I don't know which suburb. There's a lot of strip Scores. clubs by O'Hare. Which yeah, it's by O'Hare. Yeah. It's by O'Hare. It's like Bedford Park or Bensonville. Why do we need or... strip clubs so close to an airport? Just for people who are like have a long layover, right? You gotta, you gotta, get, <laughs> you gotta get some nip in your face, right? You gotta get some some veg on that kneecap grinding away, right? You got a connecting flight, man. You got a oh, fucking Delta, dude. You need it. You fucking need it. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know why they're all by the airports. Cheap land. By the way, James, this is great for the fucking audio of the podcast. You choking to death in the background. You know what's amazing to me about potheads is how terrible they are at smoking pot. No, no, no. See, I cough. That's my girlfriend says that because I cough a lot too. And she's like, you, how, how the fuck have you been smoking this long and you still cough? Is that just – is the coffee mean you're doing it right? Yeah, because we're buying good stuff. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I would cough because I don't smoke weed that often. So when I do, it's what like a cough. What happens when you smoke? I have a good time. It's fun. Okay. Yeah. So what happened I'm not this, anti-weed. What happened to this bachelorette party? All right. So I did get – I got – um. I, um, my, Megan and a few other women there were very appreciative of me. There, uh, a couple of them were joking, saying, "I think her and Lisa were making this joke, saying that I should be rented out as security for bachelorette parties because what they loved was, you know, being the only guy there." So again, when I first walked in, I thought, "Oh, this is going to be awkward for me." Sure. There was a bunch of girls who had been energized. They were on a boat all day. Like they didn't invite me to like the energized, daytime stuff. I just got invited bitches. to the night stuff. So. They began energized. <laughs> It's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, you're joining a party late. Sure. Everyone else is already, like, seven, eight drinks sure. in, and you're coming in sober, and yeah. they just are, they're, they're all, like, hey, everybody. everyone yeah. look great. They're yeah. wearing tight dresses. They're ready to go out and party. They're having some fun doing, like, their games, because women play games. Women, women like, be playing games women at bachelor parties. Women be shopping. Women be shopping. They be writing questions about true and false situations. Oh, you guys were playing games that involved, like, paper and pen. They were playing, yes. They were, well, it wasn't paper and pen the one. When I walked in, it was, they were doing some stuff about um, <laughs> Megan... 
Like true or false, Megan had once done this. Oh, and sure. then you'd raise the green. It was green on one side that was sure. true, and the red on one side false. It's like never have I ever or something. Like yeah, that. stuff yeah. like that. And uh, Lisa Traeger, who's one of the funniest comedians on the planet, she wrote all those. And Meg- there were so many funny comedians there. It was great talent. The whole fucking I was like the least funny comic there. And uh, that's not true. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't seen anyone. Who, everyone has gone up. But I mean, there were funny questions. And then they had one where. Uh, CJ Teldana, who we all love, came up in Chicago. Dude uh, is host of the House of Highlights show on Twitter. And House of Highlights is a great website. If you're a sports fan, you definitely need to follow House of Highlights. And uh, and he was answering the question. It was like guessing. Like, you know, here's the question to CJ. And then Megan would be like, have to say the answer. And then it would cut to CJ and he would say the actual answer. So, like, I actually thought it was kind of interesting. Bachelorette parties are the opposite. Like, bachelor – I mean, bachelor parties are the opposite. Bachelorette parties – Women are taking. There's like four thousand pictures taken. Sure. If at a bachelor party, if someone takes out a camera, another dude's going, "What the fuck are you doing, yeah. dude? Like you're breaking that shit. Like no one, we don't want evidence of whatever's going to happen potentially here." And uh, and they give gifts. Everyone got her gifts. They got her like all this like lingerie and shit. I didn't know that, so I didn't have a gift. So I felt like a dick. But then again, I'm not buying her fucking lingerie. She's like, Why? Not, she's like a younger sister. I've known her for fucking twelve years or whatever. Or 10 can't years buy one or of something. your friends lingerie? No, I can't. Well, I got a gift for you. Oh. <laughs> um, well, guy to guy, yeah, sure. I'll buy you. you hey, would, dude, you want a jockstrap? I'll yeah. buy you a jockstrap. Got you some uh, dick huggers, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I had underwear like that for a while. I, I went back to boxers. I have sexy underwear for my lady. I, I don't know. I, I go back and forth between boxer briefs and boxers. What about you? I prefer. Um, I like uh, boxer briefs, but I, I I liked them for a while. I can't but do hands anymore. I went to boxers, man. Oh. I kind of like the loose flowing feeling, man. Mm. Sometimes your boys need a home. I get it, and that's where boxer briefs are great. Have you ever done right? um, hallucinogenic drugs? No. I just did a lot of mushrooms. I've not. I've not done I mushrooms. I had boxers, and I they you know they kind of get bunched up, and I thought I shit my pants, and then now I can't wear. <laughs> Uh, that's that good. Yeah, man. If you're going to shit your pants. Well, I didn't actually shit my pants. I, I know, but I'm saying the fear. You can't walk around with the fear is what my yeah. point was about that. Yeah, you got to drop that. I don't know why I switched back to boxers. There was something about maybe it was like a summer. Well, I was living in L.A. When I was living in L.A., it just felt like more breezy. I, I mean, I didn't need that for that reason. But because um, there's another Irish stereotype. <sighs> Procreate like bunnies. Yeah, you guys are fertile. Too fertile. I, I wanted it to like I wanted like it to be a process because you watch a lot of sitcoms and it's like we've been trying for three months we need to go see a fertility doctor that's been a plot line in like seven sitcoms about how the, t- the one couple can't get pregnant right away which is like fine I'm not knocking that but I was kind of hoping for that I wanted that no because I because there's a, like in the show Scrubs the character Carla was like all right Turk we got to bang nine times today and he's like oh if I forgot to and I'm thinking that's fucking awesome yeah and you got fucking dickheads like me you know getting her pregnant too quickly and then it's like. I, I wanted I wanted all that like craziness. Do you have a room for the kid? Like it's own, his own her. His I have her two own. children, and they both have their own bedrooms. They own, but are they like de- de- like decorated for children? Yeah, I got um, yeah. I got I put up a Cubs pennant and a Bears little Bears See, poster. See, I'm weirded out by that. I don't get. Uh, yeah, I don't get when parents force sports into their children. I don't understand. I'm not a big sports guy, so sports. Well, that's why. What no. was in your bedroom then? A fucking. The alphabet? Nothing. And the fuck they put up on the wall, huh? Nothing. That's a sad question. <laughs> the periodical table? Huh? I've never, you fucking I've never, nerd? I've never been asked such an innocent question that led me to believe I was from a broken home. Because you were like, what was on your bedroom wall? And I had to think and be like, nothing. Paint? Yeah. I don't know. Sadness. Um, so, no, I, I'm not. Actually, I thought about this the other day. Only because I was talking to people about how insane youth sports are now. Youth sports, it's like become it was a 60 minute, well, 60 minute piece of Since that guy killed another guy at the hockey game, it hasn't been the same. Well, I mean... <laughs> It's it's so much more than that. It used to be, at least in Chicago, 
It was, oh, what's the closest park to you? Well, do they have leagues? Well, that's where you're going to play. And if you were really good, then you'd get on like you you try try off like a traveling all star team and you'd be on that. And that, and that you'd play like a couple tournaments in the summer, no big deal, or they're they're fun, but like nothing too insane. Now it's travel sports like year fucking around. They want you to commit to one sport early on, and it's a racket. And these parents are I, I know parents who I've I've heard I, there was this documentary about it on Netflix where they were talking about. The one guy was like, if we would have saved every dime we spent trying to get her a college scholarship, we could have paid for college. Oh, my God. It was just, they, they spend insane amounts of money. And Doing part of, what? Just, it's travel. They're like, okay, we're going to go to New York for a tournament. Then we're going to go here. Why can't you just go to Wisconsin? They go where they think the scouts are. Oh, this schools are here. These schools are here. It's highly competitive. They're psychos about it. For what sports? All of them. I'm not kidding you. Fucking all of them, dude. I want to find out the documentary. What the fuck was it called? Something tykes? Did no, you that play was a sports? series. Yeah, I um I played baseball was my best sport, and then I like I played basketball in grade school. I started too late with basketball. Real intense in grade just, school, probably. I was intense with everything I've done, man. I got into a well, back to the bachelor pride, and we've been bouncing back and forth with this. And it'd be a, it was a great time. Again, I was only nervous initially, and then once you know, everyone was cool there. So of course it was gonna be fun. But you know, you're gonna naturally be hesitant as a guy, being like it's me and 25 women or sure. 20 women. I don't even know how many people were there. We go to the the club and uh, they had bottle service, so we had like our own area carted off. And uh, it wasn't like roped up, but it was like this is your area, this is your booth. Sure. So you know, you dudes, VIP area. To well, I just wanted to let people know who were listening. Not you might person. not know. Yeah, I mean, listeners might be like, "What does he mean by carted <laughs> off?" It was we had they had only like this. The bartender was like a probably like twenty four year old. Sure. And uh, you know, real real attractive. That's like the deal with these places, right? Here's this pretty girl. She's gonna pour you your drinks for you. She's not really necessary. Some places with bottle service, you just pour your own shit. Yeah. But they like have like an attendant there, which is fine. And um, so she kind of carts those like over. Some places it's like your own like VIP booth, and they yeah. just put it on the table. But there's no table. It's like I was talking to this comedian, Maddie Ryan. He was like, it's almost like a high up bleacher, because you're like sitting, your feet are on where you'd put your ass, and your butt is like that on that part, right? Yeah. That's what it was like. That's where like most people were. Well, and you're paying like, to be there. I want to be elevated. You elevated so you can yeah. see over everything. You yes, know? I, so the it's king kind of, of the land. There you go. That's kind of like the setup. So it was a cool scene in that regard. I was on the floor mostly dancing, and then um, anytime a guy would come over and like, creep the, on one of the girls, you were just in the dance floor. Just I, well, I was dancing with my friends, like like next to them, yeah. we were like dancing together. But then when like creepy dudes would come over, they would give me a wave and be like, "Hey!" And then I would like step in between the guy and the girl. And then the guy, you the guy about, would get the point. Well, when, what if he tries to fight you? See, I'm that's like I'm good at a couple things, and that's one of them. <laughs> Fighting? Yeah. And um, hold my glasses. It's not let's like let's fucking go. <laughs> it's not even that like I'm technically good. It's that I've got a good jaw. I could take hits, and I'm a little psycho. How many fights have you been in? Oh, I couldn't even count that. Oh my god! I couldn't even count that. I swore off fighting, and twice in the last nine months, I've been in like kind of fights. Talked about one at the, after the Laugh Factory holiday party. I was in one. I heard about that. I yeah. was at that party. Yeah, you, I, I, I was the guy fight you beat the up. Guy. I, was that you? <laughs> you look terrible since then. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, I, I was, same thing with this. Here's what happened with this one. I'll get to this real quickly, everybody. This dude sits next to not the bride to be, but like her friend. Sure. And then like they kind of they weren't supposed to be there. And then the bartender is telling him, "Hey, you got to get the fuck off this thing. This isn't your area," you know. Yeah. And, you know, a couple of the girls waved me over to, like, be like, hey, you want to help the bartender? I'm like, of course, you know. And I was like, buddy, come on, man, you got to go. And I was being real nice and cordial, yeah. like, 
come on, man. She's asking you nicely. And he was doing this whole thing. He was like, well, I can't hear you. What? Ah! And he was on purpose. Ah! And it was really fucking obnoxious. Uh. And then I went to like grab like his drink out of his hand and like he held it back, you know? And I'm like, all right. And then he, he did. I was like, dude, we're asking to fucking again. So let me explain to you. This isn't for you, all right? We're being fucking cool, dude. But we're letting you know you got to move. And he did that. I can't, I hear, can't like, hear you. Yeah. Real cocky like. What did he look like? But he heard everything I said before that you got to fucking move apart. He looked like every fucking douchebag asshole you've ever seen in your life, right? Yeah. At least that's where I remember him. I remember I think I glanced back at maybe Lisa and then I just fucking grabbed the guy. And again, we're up high. We're elevated and fucking tossed him off the thing. Like, onto, like I don't know if he went to the ground or he knocked into some people. but Did he come back he and try to... He stood back up and I was right there ready. I'm like, let's fucking go, bud. Like, if you want to go. I think, you know what I did? I threw him to the like off the thing and I said, I fucking asked you nicely. I said it like that. Like, listen, motherfucker, if you want to get up, then let's go. Um, but it was nice, though. It was like... Like what Megan, did he and do? Megan and Lee's are too. He did fucking nothing. He was gonna get fucking cry. I would have killed him. <laughs> he knew that. If you get thrown, what you you have two choices. You either stand sure. up and and go, all right, well I'm seeing this to the end, or you fucking talk ah, some right, shit that was good. and I'll leave. See you later, buddy. That was a fun time. He didn't do, like. He stood up and said some things, sure. but then you, you should have been like, I can't his, hear you. I think one of his buddies kind of pushed. There would have been a good fucking call. Damn man, you should have. Yeah. Let's rewrite that scene. I think one of his buddies kind of like pulled him away. Cause then another one of his buddies came up to me going, dude, he couldn't hear you. And I'm like, are you fucking serious, dude? We asked him several times and I saw the look on his face when he did that. I can't hear you. Like he was being a fucking dick. And then these two other people were like, yeah, he was. Come on, man. It's like, also, it's also a brave um, strategy. Cause like, what does he think? Like one of the girls will see him like, oh my God, this guy's so brave. Let's have sex with him. Yeah, right? <laughs> all at once. I don't know what his play was. I don't know what his play was at all. I don't know what his angle was. Nightclubs will bring it out of you. Because women are looking um, good, and guys get a couple drinks in them. And they I didn't. I don't even want to. Here's the thing. Now that I have two kids, now that I, when I had my first son, I didn't. I was like, I'm swearing off fighting because you just never know. You I could kill be, somebody, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Well, or I could get killed. You don't know. I could have thrown oh, him, sure. and one of his friends could have stabbed me in the back without me even knowing that guy existed. Stabbings happen. Right? People fall down. They hit their head on things. And then you're a um, CNBC documentary. Yeah, man. I which says, I'm trying to think of like the type of scene NBC documentary you're talking about. It's the one where they do the really bad reenactments. No, not those. The ones where they just do like one true crime story. Like I remember oh, there was okay, one. Okay, okay. Remember those one where this. Um, These are the worst reenactments on those. Those are bad. Those are like forensic files and stuff. But there was yeah. like they do like kind of ones that are more current. Where ah, there was like a story a couple years ago where this guy who was like a championship surfer, like he was like the greatest surfer in the United States, yeah. got in a fight with some loudmouth. Loudmouth punched him. Dude fell off stairs, hit his head, died. Yeah, see, I don't want. See, that's another thing that I, I worry about, and I do feel more remorseful with some stuff. Like, um, I remember when the, at the Laugh Factory holiday after that party at the 4M bar we were at, when I threw the guy big and city he, tap. Yeah, big C tap, and he knocked over the table and chairs, and he got made to look kind of bad. I remember thinking like later, going, "Oh man, that guy probably feels like shit today." But then it's like, no, you were an asshole. Yeah, you, you were, probably you got, you got fresh from my, one of my best friend's girlfriends. And then this guy, like, you're trying to ruin my, oh, like, my best friend's bachelor like, party. He, like, no, uh, get the fuck out of here. He like, got handsy? That guy didn't get handsy. He got very – he was hitting on her all night um, after the holiday party. And um, and then, like, called her, like, a bitch or something like that. Oh. That was enough. This guy didn't say anything. I don't think he said anything directly to Megan. Or maybe he did. It was loud. And, you know, we were all sure. drinking heavily. But I remember, like, Lisa and Megan being like, no, you were justified, good job, and all that stuff. I'm like, well, yeah. Like, I mean, those are, like, some of my best friends in the world. I've got, I'm going to have their back. Even if I was, I'm going to have their back because, like, don't be disrespectful to women, sure. especially in front of me. Um, but, yeah, man, it was fun. It was a fun night. But I, I kind of, 
Oh, I didn't feel great the next morning. I did. I wasn't drunk though. I remember keeping it. I had a nice little buzz, and then I had some water to like sober myself up. You ever have this though, where you get home and then the alcohol hits you? Oh sure. Oh man, that's like a ticking time bomb. I don't yeah. like that. I'm not a fan of how that plays out. But anyway, man. You got kids. So you can, like wake them up and like talk to them. I had to watch both of my sons by myself for twelve hours the next day because my wife would work. But like, you ever come home? I wish she was off the next day. You well, ever like she come been home uh, party with us. drunk and like wake up on your sons and like give them like a weird truth, like and then like, oh, they're too young for them. And then the next day they wake up like, Dad, you you woke me up and you were like, you can't trust these hoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they're way too young for that. Now I'm sure there'll be one day, maybe when they're fourteen, and I get in there and I'm yeah. like, you got to be considerate. Don't be one of these assholes yeah. I deal with day in and day out. Okay. If you're at, if you're at Devil Dog, it's called a turn signal. It. Yeah, yeah, it's called a turn signal. <laughs> Fucking use that turn signal. Ah, Dad, I don't know what a turn like signal is. all these is. drips out there. Um, no, I don't know if I'll ever have like heart to hearts with them and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, there's one, two, and the other's four months. So when they're asleep, I'm like, <laughs> like a cat burglar. What are they watching? Pe- Peppa Pig. Is that my mo- Peppa Pig? I've seen some episodes of Peppa Pig. Yeah, it's your like little Peppa. The four month old doesn't really wa- doesn't watch TV. He doesn't know what's going on. Sure. He knows what's going on. He's, he's like, the- yeah, I'm lucky, man. Dylan is he's the younger one. He's just a happy, smiley baby. All he does is smile, and he's all happy. Um, and Matthew's for a two year old, like he is your typical every now and then gets pissed off because he's two. That's just what they do. Yeah, they just don't get things. They're they just don't. Like, I don't understand weather. The whole terrible twos thing. I remember talking. I remember thinking about this before I was a parent. Where I'm like, there must be something you could do to prevent that. There's not. Because every two-year-old is going to just be kind of jerky at some times because they're learning how to say no for the first time in their life. Like, oh, I can say no to things. Oh, that's but interesting. But they don't know how to reason either. Yeah. They don't get it. So if you say to them, if you do this, I'm going to take that away, they're just like, well, that's fine. I got all this other shit. I, I, everything's awesome to me. I'm two. So go ahead and take that thing away. I'll play with this. I'm going to find like, something else I didn't even I'll know about. I'll play with the box. Like, yeah. they don't, like, it's not, you can't really threaten them. Are in, they watching, is a two-year-old watching uh, YouTube all the time? No, I, I, I limit screen time. They don't. He's not really too crazy with it. Keep him yeah. off YouTube. There's a whole thing about all. I saw that. What's yeah. that? Mona or Mo, or some weird thing with that? Well, there's a whole bunch of other stuff on there too that like is. Like, you know what's hilarious? Creepier. I saw someone tweet this, and I think I retweeted it. There is a, a YouTube show. Uh, I think it's someone's toy. Ryan's toy review. It's a kid who plays with toys and then talks about how much he likes the toys. Yeah. These people are like going. There, there was a whole YouTube. I, I got to look up the Twitter. I hate to go on my phone right now, but um. I, I retweeted it, and it's so embarrassing. Oh, I don't don't play, play with that. fucking machetes I don't and swords. I don't want to get. I'm talking about safety here, and I'm gonna get stabbed when you. You were just telling the story how you beat up a guy. You yeah, threw that's him off different. That was a controlled thing. I don't want to get cut by one of my friends on accident over here. Did the bouncers come and yell at you for throwing a guy? Uh, I think one came up, and then the bartender was like, "No, he hit my back." Here we go. NBC News hit YouTube channel Ryan Toys Review accused of deceiving kids into watching sponsored content. You know what kills me is, first of all, you're not tricking kids because they're fucking kids. It's the parents were complaining because these parents are the dumbest fucking parents in the world. So I like retweeted or quote tweeted it, whatever you call it, saying the kids of the parents who were deceived by this are going to have a whole slew of problems because I don't think I get one like. Anyway, like like, it's it's so obvious. These companies, toy, these toy companies, dude, send free toys to this kid. Yeah. And then the kid plays with their toys. How old is the kid? The kid's like four. Oh, but my that, dear God. This but kid's like, got it. representation, I probably. He does, dude. Mother, he's with Gersh. He's with I'm killing me with Gersh. WME, man. I looked it up. Or CAA, one of the big agencies. One of the big powerhouses. Uh, What's the kid's name again? Ryan's Toy Review. I'm Walter. I, rep- I represent Ryan. He's not taking anything less than 10 points. But all these kids' shows do this. 
I like that. That's good, man. Uh, <laughs> all these kids shows, though, on YouTube that I've come across, you can tell that the parents who started it were like, oh, we have millions of subscribers now. So my kid's going to wear this brand of clothing because we're getting it for free now. We're going to like, it's so, but it's what cracks me up is it's so obvious that they, like, how did that, how was that surprising to anybody who'd see, oh, this kid's playing with fucking the Toy Story 4 toys six months before they come out. Ooh. You know, the Disney sent him a big package. No fucking shit. That, that's what, that's the who stuff cares? that bothers me. Yeah. I, here's what I noticed though. So I remember thinking to myself, oh, you know, it's a cool time now is my kid's when he starts to watch a lot more TV, although we'll watch some like cool Netflix shit. There's some really good educational stuff on there. And, um, and PBS, I've got the PBS kids app, which is fucking great. Watch like Mr. Rogers and all that stuff like God, that. I fucking love Mr. Rogers. Do you know, all, all the kids shows on PBS are great. Even the ones that were like, maybe don't have the most educational angle. They're still like, they'll teach you about like what, whatnot. Uh, is that I thought, all right, PBS, he watches, there's no commercials of PBS and he watches Netflix. There's no commercials on Netflix. So this is great. And then YouTube has the ad that you could skip. So I'm like, oh, this is awesome. But then YouTube, they, they got smart where they're like, these shows or these companies aren't just going to be like, well, we're losing ground. They figure it out. Yeah. So then they have like a Ryan's toy review where it's like, hey, you got your kid playing with toys. Sure. It probably started out innocent enough where this woman was like, oh, my kid likes to play with toys and he likes videos. So we're, I'm going to put the videos on YouTube, see what happens. And then the co- they got traction. And then the company started pouring in going, hey, we'll give you fucking shitloads of toys and we'll give you money. Yeah. Keep doing that. And then the Netflix shows soon enough will be shows where it's like it's selling the merchandising. That There's that movie Trolls. You ever see Trolls the movie? It's really good. It's a kid's movie, but it's good. It's got Justin Timberlake as one of the voices. Trolls. It's got Ron Funches, comedian, does one of the voices called Trolls. Anna Kendrick, who I think has the sexiest voice on the planet, singing voice. Oh. Um, she's very attractive in real life. She's attractive in real life. She's good looking. I, I The movie um, Pitch Perfect. Awesome movie. She's in that. You never seen it? No. Yeah, check it out. Good flick. Uh, anyway, that became an animated series on Netflix. Based on the troll dolls? Yes. Yeah, so they have animated Those series. Those have been popular in Boss 30 Baby. Years. Boss Baby animated that series. That was Alec Baldwin. Yes. That was it. But Alec Baldwin doesn't do the voice in the t- TV series. It's just a way of merchandising this yeah. shit. You know what I mean? That's all it is. So, like, like, these big corporations, they cannot be stopped, guys. Get out of the way and just be a consumer like you're fucking supposed to. Okay? Buy my shit. Buy your own shit. Do you have merch? Buy your own shit. No, I'm kidding. I don't, um, no, you can just buy my album online if you well, want to. Well, you should to. get uh, like Actually, bottle don't, don't buy things. Buy things that make you happy. You don't just get, like, bottle buy stuff you say, think. like Kill Gallon's Pub. Or uh, that might be a good idea. Um, I actually hate when people just buy shit for the sake of buying shit. What? <laughs> I love buying shit just to buy shit. If it makes you happy, go it for it. It does make me happy. We tried to buy this light 10 minutes ago. I, you yeah, I, love, uh, yeah I, like to, I like to haggle. Um, but are you, No, I don't like people buying stuff that they feel like if they don't have it, like they're less of something, you know what I'm saying? Like oh, like the new iPhone or something. Yeah, like yeah. stuff like that. Or they feel they keep up with the with like high society or keep sure. up with the Joneses, whatever that expression is. I do. Pre- you got to talk into the mic a little bit more, buddy. Sorry. Yeah. I prefer to use moleskin notebooks. I like those. No, that's different though. There's, I get a joy out of closing the moleskin notebook and then you know you put Doing the thing over thing. and yeah. uh, completing that. I get that. You know, I had some budgetary cuts this past quarter, so I had to go to good old Mead. Um, you know, spiral a little bit there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Happens though, you know. You got two kids, you got two mouths to feed now. So baby, yeah, they're taking all the they're taking all the moleskins. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Fucking kids. Yeah, and these kids. All right, we're talking about um. This is good. We're segueing from Netflix to now the Bill Burr special. Everyone, uh, it's uh. You I, see that Great British Baking Show on Netflix? Ooh, no, I did not. You've um, never seen Great British Baking Show? No, why the fuck would I see that? James, do you know about the Great British Baking Show? I do. How fucking good it's dope. is the Great British Dude, Baking Show? By the way, are you determined to, like, I feel like every time I start to get into it, we get sidetracked. I'm sorry. <laughs> do you know any male strippers? No. All right, well, let's hear about it. No, I'm just fucking with you, man. Don't worry about it. 
I just well, I just really like the Great no, British Bake Show. I, I don't have a segue into anything. You're 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 hyped and you're pumped about it. I'm cool <laughs> with that. It's really man. cupcakes. Do hyped it for is me. slang, right? Hyped. I think it was. Well, hype is a word, sure. but like people use it as slang, I guess. Slang is going to be the theme of this podcast, this episode. Uh, what well, listeners, give us your cool slang. Let us know cool slang that we're. Well, you you probably want to talk about the Bill Burr special. What's yes. it called? It is called Paper Tiger. Paper Tiger. Which I don't really know what that means. It's, you know what that uh, means? Yeah. Is that like a, it's, is that a uh, thing? Yeah, it's like a, I've heard it used as um, kind of like a euphemism for you're tough, but not really. Like you're oh, a paper okay. tiger. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, like you're soft. So it's another special in which it kind of goes after the PC culture of today or the cancel culture of today oh, sure. or all that. And it's funny to me because Dave Chappelle had that too. And now, who is he? Is he a young up and coming? He's he's got some chops, man. This Dave Chappelle guy. I think if he sticks to it, yeah, good. He's just things might fall. Tell him to hit me up. I'll take way. a look at a clip. Put him. On you'll my you'll show. check him out. I'll do you have a show? Um, <laughs> do you do you have a show? No, <laughs> I got booked on it. What the no, fuck, dickhead. Uh, so like, yeah. So a lot of people have been. I see it like. Everyone's got to remind themselves that Twitter is such a small fraction, and the people who complain the most, like I think James said earlier, um, so are like less than one percent. It's like, yeah, you're not talking to Mike either. No. People just only talking to Mike. It's less than one percent. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's such a small percent, and only and only eighty percent of Americans aren't on Twitter. I don't know what the, what the world's population is. Eighty so, percent of Americans aren't on Twitter. Yeah, and they said something like fifty percent of all tweets are done by the t- are done by ten percent of Twitter users. Mm. So, or maybe less than that. It might be like 8%, 8 to 10% are, might be even more than 50. some insane number where it's like, oh, so the majority of everything is from this small percentage and they get things trending. Well, hold, so and 80%, people think this is what's happening when it's really not, it's not reality is my problem. Well, hold, hold on. 80% of Americans are not on Twitter. Yes. How many, what's the population of the United States? 330 million. I think you can go ahead and 375. Just, I saw 375? Here's, yeah. Here's my thing with You have it in front of you? No, but. Well, you said there was so much confidence I needed to be checked. Sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. You were like, you were so a matter of fact. The way 375 gotta, without hesitation. Um, 50% of you, you're probably right. 50% but. of Americans, you got to immediately. 375. 375. Now it's 327. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I knew the way you looked at it. So when I said 330, I was a little closer. Anyway, 50% of Americans, you got to already say, aren't never going to get on Twitter. They're never. either old or they live in a certain part of the United or States. They're cool. born, or they're too cool. But so that only leaves about fifty percent. So twenty percent. So that's about. Or a they're quarter. young. Also, they're yeah. They're little four year olds on Twitter, you know, and all that shit. So about a quarter, about half of the population that would use Twitter is on Twitter. I think that's pretty good numbers. I, I guess I think so. If you look at it like but that. it's also not reality though. So whatever, like I always cracked me up when I saw people going like, "Oh, men are furious about the new Ghostbusters." I remember going like, like "Who's that? Yeah, no, I, I don't have, know a single I, yeah. guy that gave a shit." Sure. I know a lot of dudes who I considered maybe the type of guy who would give a shit. You know what their response was? Oh, I love Kristen Wiig. I love Liz yeah. McCarthy. This, this is pretty good. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. You know, they, they did not care. And so when I hear other people being like, oh, black James Bond. Oh, my. Uh, look, the 14 racists who happen to have the same sure. hashtag does not constitute widespread outrage. Yeah. And and that's what's kind of going on right now. Or a lady James Bond. I'm a big James Bond fan. And I, I don't give a fuck what their ethnic background is. They could be uh, Chinese. They could be, you know, Antarctic. They could be, you know, what I mean, I don't give a, a that'd shit. That'd be a good Bond movie. As long as they're they're a good actor, like sure. that's that's what I love about fucking. Here's the thing. I'm, I know I'm I'm giving social media shit right now, but what I do love about social media and the internet as a whole, YouTube especially, is it connects the world. Mm-hmm. So the more connected we get, the more we could stop being so surprised about like. 
you know, you can't have a fictional character be something other than you know. It's hilarious. James Bond has only been played by an Englishman like what twice? Yeah, uh, Sean Connery was uh, Scottish. Scottish. Pierce Brosnan uh, was, was Irish. Irish. Yeah, I think uh, Roger Moore, Daltrey or Dalton. Dal- one of those. Uh, Daltrey, was he Welsh? Daltrey, Dalton. Uh, well, um, Dalton was Welsh is Welsh. Um, Roger Moore was the original Bond, but he turned it down. He's British. He's British. Yeah, but, but uh, Daniel Craig is not. Um, he's English. Oh, he is. I thought he was something. Else. No, he's English. There's there's been like three. Or I think of uh, maybe half have been English, another sure. half have not. I talked to a guy who was really mad that James Bond was going to be a woman because some people are throwing around actresses' names who should play the character, and he was like, "Well, he James Bond can't be a woman because part of James Bond's thing is that he fucks a lot," and I was like. Well, why can't a woman yeah, fuck a, a lot? woman can fuck. And it would be even a, it'd be a better movie if some lady like picked up a guy at a bar like James Bond picks up women. That's well, a good, that's they, fun to watch. It'd be fun to watch, but like just some cocktail waiter. This is actually an old Bill Burr joke, <laughs> a cocktail waiter. He's <laughs> like, I don't know. She's got a, like a watch with a laser on it. Here's the, the, that's but what's funny about that is a female spy doesn't need the tricks to pick up a dude. Oh, he needs literally. Yeah, James <laughs> she Bond needs, needs no tricks. Sure. Yeah, like he needs even a the pen best a looking dude. Might need to like sure. persuade, you know what I mean? Like that's like you might need an Aston Martin to see. I think this is an old Bill Bird joke where he talks about how, you know, a guy sleeping around takes skill, a woman sleeping around doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like he's not saying he was against it. He's like, I'm not against a woman sleeping around. You know, you do you, but you have to understand that that's that is a little bit of yeah. the difference. That it that like because e- even the ugliest woman, it might take her some energy. She might have to make several stops sure. throughout the course of the night. Swipe twice on the ugliest the- woman could walk into any bar and be like, who wants to bang? And we'll get laid. Yeah. We'll definitely get laid. And even if the first try doesn't, all right, well, I'm going to go across the street and try there. I'm going to go across the street. Like, that's just the way that goes. The ugliest guy cannot do that. You know? So I don't know what my point was with that at all. But You uh, just lost all your ugly guy subscribers. I have a joke where I made fun of ugly guys recently, and a couple people gave me shit for it. What was your joke guys. making fun of ugly guys? It's on my YouTube. You can check it out. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's basically, uh, anyway, I'll, I'll tell you. I don't want to feel like doing the joke right now. Uh, check it out on YouTube, everybody. Right. It's the mass shooters joke. It has something to do with ugly guys. Oh, it's I about, saw that. Yeah. It was funny. Thank you. And um, But it's funny because some people are just like, why are you making fun of ugly guys? And I have the joke called small dicks, and people are like, why are you making fun of small dicks? I'm like, I'm not making fun of d- – I'm not saying you're – it's funny how people – first of all, it's a fucking joke. Also, like, if you're <laughs> – the, the point is that, like, I if believe you're, in chess, that's called giving away your position. If you're like, how dare you make fun I of I know. That's why I said Little dick matter. That's why I got mad. That's why I almost didn't want to release that clip that we released yeah. because I forgot the one tag. The one tag is if you're a guy and you're not laughing, yeah, I kind of played a game of chess oh, with you, didn't I? Yeah. I put you in that's the corner. One of those, that's one of those stand up things that's, um, like, fine if you use it, but, like, everybody uses it. But it's fine if you use it. I don't think well, it's, it's one of those. Yeah, I've used it before, too. In the small dick joke, yeah. it's one. Yeah. There's certain things where it's, like, if you're not laughing, you're suspect. Yeah. If you yeah, are, yeah. If you're, if, if you're the one laughing, it's you. There's always that yeah, kind yeah. of, like, You tag. laugh too hard at yeah, that joke. That's yeah, a, that's what everyone does. That's there's, not. there's just some things that, as comedians, you you need to, to breathe. So yeah. you have to this fucking take perf- a breath it's, to it's get vaudeville. out of the next thing. I like stand-up. It's yeah. just vaudeville. My headphones are fucked right now, by the way, James. Um they're just real staticky. They're going back oh, and forth. It's all good, man. So I'm still surprised, though. I'm actually haven't seen a lot of hate toward the Bill Burr one. I think everyone got their lesson from the Dave Chappelle one. Cause, probably because he's white. That's what I was going to say kidding. next. I'm no, that might kidding. be. That might be. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm James, just have kidding. you seen a lot of, like, fuck Bill Burr tweets today? Well, I think Chappelle coming out first kind of took all the, like, hot takes out of stand Chappelle also pissed did, a lot of right? people off with his last special, so I think people were, like, going people for People forget that Chappelle released four specials in a calendar year. Yeah, it's crazy. In 2016, he released four fucking and he just specials. And buffer and 
Puff. Then yeah, he's huge, man. <laughs> he's, then in yeah. twenty, then it what? It took a few years, but now in twenty nineteen, he's got one that came out. Yeah. So like, fuck, man, that's five hours about of material in the last three years or so, three yeah. and a half years. It's insane. It's insane. Like, but I'm not kidding you, man. I thought this Bill Burr special was better than Chappelle's. Not that they should compete at all. I kind of hate when people do the whole let's pit this against that. Mm-hmm. They're both fucking awesome. I think people should watch them. And what bothers me the most is, you know, I, I brought up the whole Twitter and the reality of it is that. People are acting like Chappelle and Bill Burr have changed. They have not changed. Watch their material from when they started to now. They're the really? same dudes, essentially. The same dudes. You think there's been massive change in how they view things? I don't. I mean... They've uh, always been going after what's popular. They're, they're fucking curmudgeons. The culture they're, changes around them, but their material is in No, the they're contrarians. Right. Right, the, yeah. the culture's changed. They didn't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You think, oh, no, can I explain? Um, I, I, I know ev- I know every word to two stand-up specials. I know every word to uh, "I'm Telling You for the Last Time" by Jerry Seinfeld, and I know every great word special, by the way, brilliant. And I know every word to Halloween, Halloween. Yeah, who's giving out candy? Oh, I got a little bit of water. Everyone there. we know, is everyone we candy? know is giving out. I'll candy. do anything. I'll do whatever I got to do. I can wear that. I, I know every. It. I know every single. Such, it's great. No, I, it's great. I know every. But I also know. I had that CD and listened to it on a disc man. I have the book. Oh, you the yeah. oh I, I had the book sign language. Is that the book? Yeah, that's about? the book. He's, yeah. it's, he's retired thing, yeah. his material. Yeah, but I also know every word to "Killing Him Softly." Those are the two that I know every single. So where has Dave Chappelle changed from "Killing Him Softly" to now? "Killing Him Softly" ended with a great callback. "Killing Him Softly" ended with the baby. "Killing Him Softly" also had like every bit is memorable. But his new, I mean, again, I haven't watched his brand new one. It breaks my heart to watch a lot of his stuff because "Killing Him Softly," and even the one he did in Oakland that came after. What's that one called? Kill him um, softly was in DC, right? Kill him softly is DC. Is that the Michael Lewinsky joke he does? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah powerful women. Powerful women are hers, so he's gonna find whoever he's near him to fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get over here. There's a future in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, every, I mean, he goes from he goes from uh, I mean uh, the Sesame Street seamlessly yeah. into um, getting in a fight at uh, at the grocery store with his buddy. Like, I mean, it, it all fits together. Every single. Premise has a great punchline at the end of it. There's not a lot of meandering thoughts. He also doesn't touch pop culture a lot. He really, he kind of touches Lewinsky and like. He was also 23. He was 23. 24. I mean, that's which is insane that's a, 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 for a comedian to have a special that young. Exactly. And it's also an hour worth of the best material he's ever written. Like, if you watch a lot of his like, uh, like, uh, Def Jam stuff, he's working the kinks out of those jokes. Yeah. So now he's like a big deal. He doesn't work on material like that. He doesn't need to accumulate material. He's just kind of like, he's doing his voice and he's doing his character, but he's just not. I mean, it's just that's why I don't like. I mean, I would. I this is crazy. This guy's my idol, so I would never say that he's bad. He's not bad. It's just he's a he's a different person than when he was when he was twenty three years old. It's just different. Well, with, I mean, you're a different person. Of course, they've all changed. Yeah, I mean, I, maybe I, I said it wrong. I didn't mean that they're the same exact person because you definitely you first of all you you, you evolve you definitely sure. change. I mean, he made sixty. He made sixty five million dollars between the time when he was twenty three. He walked out on a contract. Yeah, he, 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 he became he a Muslim. passed up on fifty million. I don't believe he was a Muslim when he put out um, "Killing Him Softly." He converted to Islam. He got he had two kids. He, Is he Muslim now? Yeah, he lives in a farm in Ohio. He's like a totally different person than who he was. <laughs> I'm laughing because you were like, "Of course he's a Muslim." He was in a farm in Ohio like that. Well, is... I think that's 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 like the secondary interesting fact about him. Is no, I, people feeling figure out he's Muslim, they're like, oh, that's crazy. He probably lives in New York. You're like, no, he lives in a farm in Ohio. And they're like, oh, that's crazy too. I did not know he was Muslim. Not that it matters. I'm, you know, that's, that's what cool. that's frustrating because that's, it's not frustrating they didn't know. It's frustrating that a lot of people don't know because when he, well, he doesn't talk about he it. He doesn't talk about it. But when he went to Africa 
one of the reasons he kind of stayed out of the limelight is because when he gave up the money and he went to Africa, people legitimately said he had a drug problem or he was crazy or he was mentally ill. And he was like, no, I went to Africa because there's a lot of Muslims in fucking Africa. You take the Hajj, you take the fucking pilgrimage. I'd never done that in my life. Fucking yeah. Muhammad Ali did the same thing. Or, uh, did he grow up Muslim? Chappelle or converted? I don't believe so, but I know, I mean, he was hanging around a lot. Dave converted in uh, 98. I believe, oh, okay. I mean, him and Mostef are very close. If you can, I, I hate to be that guy who's making like assumptions about celebrities, but I would assume that probably being that close with Mostef inspired him to convert. Because I know Mostef converted right around that time too. Oh, okay. I, be, man, I think maybe actually Mostef might have been Muslim his entire life. I think I knew that about Mostef though. Like, yeah, that sounds man. very familiar to me. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know that about Chappelle. Um, I think people... But the Ohio thing, I thought it was just because he was like, fuck LA and fuck New York because he just got sick of being around all that all the time. Probably, yeah. Because like, like the same reason Doug Stanhope lives in uh, Bisbee, Arizona. Oh, seriously? Yeah, he doesn't oh. live in LA. I mean, but they go. They spend so much time in there. Both both those guys will go to New York for fucking, you know, once a week every or not once a week, but they'll go like once every six weeks. Chaplin at one point stopped being Chaplin. You know what I mean? Like Chaplin at one point became an Oscar winner, and well, I mean Chaplin also got blackballed from fucking Hollywood. Yeah, but I mean all these. You think of like Gleason eventually stopped being Gleason. Like our comics don't have that luxury. That's like the crazy thing about the entertainment industry this day and age is you don't kind of ever give it up. I get yeah, you don't. Especially you have to, it's you in go, you as a comedian you in you. to like do it forever. You get buried as that guy. Yeah, it's just how it is. I just what, what I don't get is that to me comedians have always been like, oh, this is what's popular. This is what the mainstream is thing now. Well, I'm gonna tear it up. I'm gonna tear that apart. Not all comics do that. Not no, not all comics, but those voices. Sure. Like if Richard Pryor and, Sh- and Carlin were alive right now. You think they'd be, oh, well, no, the cancel culture makes sense to me. You shouldn't have said that 17 years ago on Twitter, and, and you should be, you know, wiped away. No, they wouldn't go along with that. Yeah. And I'm not saying I agree with – look, there's some stuff with with Twitter where I, I think it, the Me Too movement being able to strike down those fucking serial rapists like fucking um, uh, Harvey Weinstein and pieces of shit like that, yeah. that's awesome. That's fucking great. That's like some of the stuff that I love the most about social media. Um, another thing with social media, there's a group of people who had this rare disease. They were able to connect through social media because how else would they? They're all in different parts of the world. They're such sure. a rare disease. They've come together and they've actually started to make some money to help fucking uh, find a cure. I'm like, that's the shit. I love hearing about stuff like that. What I don't like hearing is people waking up being angry. Did I talk about this on the podcast last week, dude? Stop me if I did. There's a, a someone who's like a doctor and she's a gynecologist. And um, her whole thing is like, you know, you know, uh, stuff with the vagina, obviously, because she's a gynecologist, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't like any like negative connotations with the with vagina and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And and she got mad because she had some points on her early stuff, but someone shared a thing. I feel like I told this. Did I fuck it? Whatever. I'll say it again. Where um, a comic, I can't remember who was in my Twitter feed. It was in like Toronto and like the. It was like a code thing for some, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, he was getting on a bus or whatever, and, like, the, the code to, like, swipe your ticket, the ticket code, was V, the number 4, G, the number 1, N, the number 4. So it looked like vagina. Yeah. And it was like, oh, unfortunate combination here. And she was like, why is this unfortunate? She, like, found it, quote tweeted it. And, like, and I'm like, you're looking to be angry right now. Because yeah. you actually have a point on some of your shit where it's like the word vagina shouldn't be censored. Because sure. I think her beef was that, like, she was going to have her book called The Vagina This. And, like, they were like, well, you really shouldn't have put a vagina on it. It's like, no, I'm a gynecologist. This is the medical term for it. Let's stop being fucking children. I agree with her on that one, 100,000%. Yeah, that makes sense. But I, but I saw what she did. And then I went th- and I was like, all right, I, I, I don't follow her, but she's popped up because feminist friends of mine that I'm good friends with must like her shit. And I shows up in your feed. 
and I went through her previous tweets, and I'm like, you're angry, and you're, yeah. and I, yeah, some of the stuff you should be angry about, but I, the idea that you're gonna wake up and look for things to be like, fuck this, that's I think what is bothering people like Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle. A lot of them complained about colleges, right? I mean, that was Chris Rock first, and then Seinfeld said the same thing, but then people went after Seinfeld, and. What frustrates me about there might be they might have a fucking point though. I don't think they have a point, and I don't think they have a point because when I did my first college, I learned one thing: it's if you go over there and you try to do, if you just like you said, if you type out forty-five minutes and you're like, I'm gonna say these forty-five minutes worth of words out loud verbatim, you're gonna have a bad time. Everyone's gonna have a bad time. You go there, you read the room, you respond to what they're saying, you do a little crowd work in the beginning. You act like a performer, damn it. You're yeah. not. A, you're not. You're no, not. I've, just, I've done college because I've had a great time. They're great. They're, you're not this grandiose yeah. person, and not everyone in that room is. I mean, granted, Chris Rock, sure. Like maybe everyone in that room is there to hear everything you have to say verbatim, but for the most part, read the fucking room. Yeah. Which that's why I don't get why people complain about uh, these kids are getting offended. Just read it. Just be like, just. I think a performer should be able to do that. Regardless yeah, no, of then that's fine. But I, I don't mind them saying they don't want to do it because they have to do that. They're probably th- guys like Seinfeld and Chris Rock are like, no, I, here's my act, and I don't want to do it because you guys have become too sensitive. I don't think either side's right or wrong. I don't I think don't, it's a right or wrong. It's like it just it's, it's yeah. an opinion. Everyone wants to think opinions are right or wrong. Are people not. too sensitive, or we just have more people speaking out? I think that's what it is. I think more people are speaking out. I think people have always been this way. Sure. But now they have a, uh, a say in the matter. Was but a, what, was gale, what kills me, though, is, and I think no one's really touched on it in, in the sense that it's not because the one side, the uh, the super like liberal side, yeah. I guess, of the argument, the, wokes. The, the real woke people who end up being so woke, they come off as the staunch conservatives to me, my opinion. Uh is that they will just say stuff like, no, write better jokes. Sure. You know what I mean? If you, you know, it's like, all right, they're referring to like this old New York comic that still is like, what are you, gay? You know what I mean? They're thinking that and they want yeah. to tell that guy, stop fucking being that guy because it's a shitty person to be. And that guy's fighting that because he's always been that guy and it's like he's facing extinction and doesn't know what he's doing. Th- that argument, fine, have that one. I, you know, I'm probably agree with um the wokes a little bit on that one where it's like yeah don't don't say the word fag anymore you know and um although i just said it but, um <laughs> it's it, that what kills me though right now is i'll see a comedian just bring up the, a topic you know a topic hasn't gone into it even yet but the audience knows ooh i don't want to i don't want to listen to this now when and, you say comic who do you mean a comedian what but mean? like okay cuz this matters Cause like I've seen good comedians. I've seen this happen where good comedians will bring up a fucking like just the topic, and the audience clampers down. You know what I mean? I think the setting matters. At a at a show at a club at like Laugh Factory or at Zany's. Well, maybe not Zany's, but like um, showcase style. Like comedians you should know at like you know really good shows where it, the show's cura- been going well. You should curate your material in those rooms. You should know that there's going to so, be. But, but don't you think it's a problem where you you can't try stuff? You can't like. I'm the wrong person to talk to about this because I stay in the middle as much as I. I mean, I, again, I got 911. It's jokes not and even shit political too, though. But, well, yeah. there you go. Like you know, what I mean, that that's another thing. Everyone's got their fucking thing though. Like, I, I laugh when I, I have friends who are like, everyone's so fucking soft. I'm like, no, they're soft until something you like gets made fun of. That's you know, it it's yeah. like, oh, you're pro this. Yeah. Wait until they make fun of that. And then you'll be like, what the fuck, man? The reason, you know I mean? the like, reason yeah, that matters, like, the setting kind of matters, because if you're there to see Doug Stanhope and you're in a room to see him, if he brought, brings up a topic that's blue, I think that the 
the well, butt yes. cheeks are a little you're, less. You're a fucking idiot if you go to a stand-up show sure. and you're like, oh my god, I can't believe how this was. I've, but if you're at the comedy store in uh, in Los Angeles or the comedy store in New York sure. or, or Laugh Factory here, you know, and the you know the fifth comic up on the showcase goes there. I, I my, my problem is to hear them first. Yeah, hear them, and I think people aren't listening because sure. I think people are just so hyper aware now that we've actually stopped listening to each other, and that's why I think we're having so many problems right now because we have all the information, all the platforms to actually listen and grow and learn, but people are too. I don't know. I don't know what they're too up their own ass. Me, that's eh, not fucking an old man way of saying it. But they're too. People like to just read the headlines. Oh no! People definitely Without, don't read the article. They read the fucking headline. Yeah. That's just lazy. I don't know. I just seen, I remember one but time. That's with like everything with stand-up specials with fucking you know. It's like oh, here's this joke, and he said these words. I'm not gonna like think about what they mean. He said the words. Let's fucking attack this person for saying words. You know. Yeah. No one likes to think, dude. I know, James. It's, what do you think? I think people need to um, kind of got to flow. Kind of got to follow the flow of the zeitgeist. Like, you can't really, like... I think... Isn't I, it a comedian's job? I, no, go ahead. I, I cut you off. No, I know exactly what you're going to say, and I think that's um, a very, like, pretentious... Not personally. I don't think you're pretentious. No, I think that's that fine. viewpoint is comics being pretentious and that, saying... When, yeah, because what I was going to say was that I comedians that. believe I, that we I, should steer the I conversation. Despise, Why do you despise I it? Because that's just so back... It's so annoying to hear, because that's not at all how things work. It's, it's the, the general culture and zeitgeist flows because of world events and how we grow because of them. Comedians are not the ones, world leaders and activists and, and writer writers. Not to say we're not writers, but writer writers. No, like we're not writers. People like, like you, I mean, you think of, you think of examples of what drove. We're thinkers. I hate, I've never called myself not, a writer. We're not thinkers. I think of a joke. I say it Steinbeck out Steinbeck was a thinker. J.D. Salinger was a thinker. Hunter S. Thompson was a thinker. And Salinger Margaret wrote one Schultz, novel. But he wrote, but he, he wrote a novel that had such an impact. And now every fucking eighth grader has to fucking read it. Anyway, I'm Margaret sorry. Cho had a, had an impact. The, the the guy who wrote the vagina models had an impact. There's there's people who are impactful. Com- comics are comics. We're performers. We're entertainers. We're cruise ships. We're cruise ship entertainers. We're not. I don't. I hate that. We're not these grandiose. We're not Chaplin. Chaplin had an impact on the zeitgeist because Chaplin gave. You up don't his, think Pryor, Carlin, Pryor? Those people. are those are limited. Those are examples of guys who Lenny actually, Bruce. I mean, I, Lenny. Okay, I, I would say out of every every one of those guys you mentioned, I think Carlin is the only shot of being a guy who's maybe had an impact. So you don't think comedy's an art? I think comedy is an art, but I think it's an. It doesn't it's, sound like it if you think we should just play to what's. The culture is telling us to play too. I think I think culture is driven by uh, like authors and activists. I, I think and, I think culture is driven by fucking artists though. And is when comedians be in part of that? No. I mean, we're I'm all, not. I'm not saying there's a right or wrong. I'm just saying if you were artists, the same way could, bass players are artists. You know what I mean? Like bass players aren't like if the bass player writes the song, they're an artist. I mean, musicians are technically artists, sure. Sure, musicians. But comedians, though, I, I don't know. I think I think comedians have a bigger. Um, pull on the culture than you than you're leading on right now. I, I that's just what I think. But you, I mean, you. I don't think so. We could disagree. It's I think okay. we're gonna have to disagree. I, yeah. I, I just respect. I just don't see. I mean, I'm trying to. Th- I don't know. I'm trying to think of guys who like when you our our culture is driven by things we learn in school. I don't. And I mean, I'm just not. I don't remember an instance where when I was learning about something I was interested in, a com- stand-up comedian ever came up. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't think comedians ever gotten credit for, it, but there's definitely been things. Throughout American like culture or even like 
world stuff too, perhaps that extend from a comedian's viewpoint. I think it's frustrating that someone will put um, Carlin on the same pedestal as Maya Angelou, or WD. The pedestal. I mean, like it's just frustrating me because that it takes away from people who are actually impacting and shaping her culture, like people who are like dying. It and, depends and, where you're from. Like I've learned more about. Um, Louis C.K., I mean, bad example to bring up these days because he's been, you know, cast off, which, again, I'm not sticking up for what he did. It was terrible. Uh, he's had, he's made points about things that have opened up my mind sure. to, oh, cool, this is something that people need to hear. If everyone heard this, I think they would fucking understand. Sure. Like his whole joke about hitting kids. Have you heard that joke? Um, it's fucking fantastic. I think it was on maybe his last one um, or two specials ago where the whole idea was like that you – People will beat their children and then they're proud of it. Like, damn right I hit my kids and all that. They're so small. Like, they're they're tiny and all this kind of shit. And yet you're beating them. And it's usually from something. You, like, I thought his whole, the whole concept of it, I got more out of that than Maya Angelou. I couldn't even tell you anything she's ever fucking written. Fair enough. I don't know anything about her. You know who else doesn't? Probably the, a majority of Americans don't know shit she's ran. They know her name. I'm not knocking her. I'm not. I don't want you thinking I'm saying sure. fuck Maya Angelou. I'm not. I think she's probably brilliant, she, but I don't know her shit. Get her on the phone. Yeah. One second. Oh wait, she's fucking dead, isn't she? Or is she alive? She's so smart. Why did she die? <laughs> huh? Way to die, genius. I no, don't. Uh, I'm I I've always, I don't know. I'm not. And I don't. I go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just. Gonna, I've always been the um, the the guy who's disagree because I've heard that and everyone seems to think that and. That's like a big opinion among comedians is that we drive the cultural conversation. So you're doing basically what Bill Burr and Chappelle are doing now. They go, oh, this is where everyone's going. I'm going to say fuck that. Well, I think, but. This is what people do. Yeah. But I, 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 I hate, I don't, I mean, everybody says it. I'm in the minority of people who think that we're not. I ever. used to say comedians aren't artists. That's why I was trying I to I never, dive. at no point no, did I, know, I say I, comedians are not artists. I know, I know. If you, if we, we were writing and we're Well, if you say we have creating, zero impact on the culture. I'm saying zero impact. Okay, I'm not okay. saying zero. I'm saying it takes, it takes decades of work and it takes, it takes a, a, a world war happening and us growing and writing and talking about it i think a lot of these people who drew who moved the zeitgeist came about right after september 11th and the first two wars in afghanistan and iraq and desert i mean even before that you know gulf war and a lot of like i mean that had a lot of cultural impact and a lot of guys had a lot to do with that and then we and then we had 20 years of growth and then now we're just waiting i think i think i honestly the trump presidency will probably shape a lot of cultural growth and and what you can consider culture and zeitgeist and all this shit. But I think just a comic doing a ten minute set isn't doing anything. Like it's, I mean, I, I don't just in the same way that a musician doing a ten minute set or an hour set isn't necessarily like. I mean, it takes these big giant leaps of like you said. This guy yeah, wrote yeah. one novel yeah. that defined no, it was great angst um, and youth and rebellion and and dealing and with loss. Grapes of wrath, right? No, no. Um, 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 Catching the rye. Catching the rye. I mean, Holden Caulfield. Holden Steinbeck wrote Catch, uh, Grapes of Wrath. Yeah, yeah. I've, it's been a while. <laughs> I just, I just, I just think it's much bigger. I think that it's much bigger than comedy because comedy is so it's you're 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 such a narrow thing that we're writing that's but, the frustrating I mean, thing it's, it is narrow um there's always a piece of culture though that uh, i i see where we i, I agree with a, a lot of what you were saying just there i i see where we kind of took different roads in this conversation i don't mean i mean it's a comedian's job here's where i see um i think comedians and and art in general or comedy and music should challenge the culture 
challenge society in a way. Not, I mean, I don't think it's our job to. I think our job is to be funny and entertaining. That's obviously. our job. Our job, our job is, is to be funny and entertaining. Make a room full of a given room of varying. But what sizes. do you want to hear? It, it all goes. Do you want to hear someone talk about? Oh, I had a fucking, I had a fucked up day at the, the the dry cleaners today. Or do you want to hear someone say, you know, what I think it's fucked up the fact that Michelle Obama's on a world tour right now when she didn't do anything but fuck a president. You know what I mean? Okay, oh, hold on. <laughs> First of all, that's me quoting the Bill Burr joke. I love Michelle Obama because she's from Chicago. She's a Cubs fan. Is that a real? Is that a real opinion that he gave? The opinion was basically it wasn't Michelle Obama in particular. It was first ladies in that's particular. That's so disrespectful. It was first ladies he was going after. It was first ladies. He was going after first ladies. Most first ladies have a <laughs> most first ladies have a tangible pet project. That <laughs> yeah, they, but you know what's really funny though? He goes, "I'll give Republicans credit. You guys keep your first ladies in check." George W. Bush. I couldn't even name his wife. <laughs> What's her name? Like he couldn't. He's like I have no idea what the fuck her name. Laura Margaret. Bush. Like I know it's Laura Bush, but I he, he probably knows too. But he was being he was joking around. Um, we're we, we're if you want if you're talking Carlin, if you're talking Carlin and these guys, then the new trend in stand up is to say I'm dumb and that's okay. That's the trend in stand up right now. You think so? Is to say I'm because that statement. How dare she go on a world tour because she fucks a president? <laughs> it's something that a funny, stupid person would say. Sure, sure. And that's the that's kind of like the push is that it's fine to be well, ignorant. Well, Bill Burr gladly says, "I don't read, don't take anything I say." I seriously. despise that. But it, well, it, pushing that he shit goes, is he goes back, to, but doesn't it go back to just being entertaining? Yeah, he's but, funny, he's but, entertaining. But being he did entertaining, that special in front of twenty thousand people in London, and they were dying. Being it was all American references. Being entertaining and pushing a dangerous um, platform is still dangerous. Well, now you're saying comedians have an impact. Before you were implying that they I don't have that much of an you're, impact. So what is the amount of Netflix views that you're getting, and you're pushing "Don't read" and be I think that's disrespectful to the audience. I think that's disrespecting. I think I think a lot of times comedians, in particular, and the current climate doesn't trust an audience of people for shit and they think the things you say they get mad at um anytime you give a platform to someone who you don't that people don't agree with 100 percent. oh it's Jesus. what the fuck you, you already know my opinion on this because this is the last time we fucking talked about yeah, joe rogan and it's a stupid opinion it's not a it's stupid wrong opinion. it's not wrong i have a whole thing i already you don't like when rogan has right wing no people joe, joe rogan is a white supremacist no yes he is yes, yes he is Yes, he is. He's Come pushing, on, he's really? A, he's a, can you subvert- can you divulge how is he white If you're gonna, it, I don't care what your fucking philosophy is or what your goal as a podcaster is. If you're giving, if you're giving time, if you're giving airtime to people who are pushing a dangerous platform. He gives platforms to everyone. Yeah, yeah. Neil deGrasse right. Tyson was on chose, two days ago. He also chose to give that platform to two very dangerous white supremacists. Yeah, which leads me to the challenge. He challenged that guy yeah, the whole time. Sure. He, yeah, I saw he, that one with the Proud Alex, Boy guy. He, yeah. Ah, three. I forgot. He forgot he had three of them. Alex on. Jones is a cartoon character. Yeah, Alex, take Jones, Alex Jones had to, was put in a position where he had to admit he was a, co- a cartoon character because he wanted to keep fucking custody of his kids when he was pushing that every, all the victims of the Sandy Hook massacre. No, Alex Jones is a huge piece of shit, man. Government men, and then those people started sending death threats to a family that just lost an eight-year-old kid, and this motherfucker decides to give him no, he's stage a piece time of shit. and let, humanize him. Let me, let me him, ask you a question. Shake his fucking hand, and I'm supposed to believe he doesn't have an under he doesn't but have that's an underlying white supremacy. Reason. He's pushing a Sarab. No. Did you watch to completion either one of the Alex Jones episodes? If I were to, I wouldn't. Ca- I, okay, no. So you have no idea how Joe Rogan is treating these people when he's on a show. Is that fair to say? I've, I've, because you haven't seen the episodes, right? What do you mean by challenges him? What does he do to challenge him? Every single time Alex Jones says some completely ridiculous did, shit, did Joe is Joe like, "Did Joe Rogan bring up? Did Joe Rogan bring up the 
the Sandy Hook issue? Yeah. He brought it up. Yes. What did he say? He uh he basically he How told, long how much of the conversation was about that? It was a it was more than a blip. <laughs> there it is. There it is. He said more than a coward. blip. He's either a coward or he knows what the fuck he's doing. I mean, you're 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 acting like he should be the entire time just berating them yes. nonstop. Yes. That's challenging. That's challenging someone. That's challenging a man who claimed I'll a, tell a you this family much. that lost an eight-year-old kid. I'm, I'm <laughs> laughing a little bit. I, look, look, dude, the Sandy Hook thing was fucking... A blip? Uh, You're going to have a 30-second no, conversation well, with Jones, a man who said some shit like that Well, Alex Jones said it was with more the Sandy Hook shit was, was fucking obviously atrocious. And then you're going to put him on your podcast. And then you're going to say that he's your friend. You also, though... Obama bombed ten minutes, children. Ten minutes fucking... ago, yeah. And ten minutes ago, you said comedians have no impact on shit. And now you're telling me Joe Rogan needs to be a journalist? Joe Rogan was a terrorist. Comedian who made himself a journalist. I, I disagree with that. I, I look. I'm not Joe saying Rogan, he's not Joe in my Rogan top twenty promote, for comedians. But promoted. that's why. That's the other frustrating thing is all these motherfuckers who have no credibility being journalists are out here interviewing Alex Jones and acting like they're about to win a fucking Pulitzer Prize when you don't even understand the damage you're doing. By you, he, I mean, how many third? How many very impressionable 13, 14 year old kids are going to listen to an interview by some asshole in the Proud Boys and then look them up and the next thing you know they're in a fucking rally in Boston trying to beat some immigrants heads in with a fucking baseball bat because they love Joe Rogan. If that happens to a dozen kids, Joe Rogan fucked up and he should have his platform Lame taken away from him. Who's no, how dare he? How dare you? I don't like the idea. You want to deplatform him? That, yeah. that bothers me. That's like no, because because he's doing tangible world, harm. Though. He's doing tangible harm. Freedom of speech gives you. I know no, you can't say fire in a crowded good, fucking too. theater. I get that. You can't say freedom fire of speech is not freedom that that from consequences. Well, if that's you, different. But who takes the platform away? What do you mean? It's up. I mean, if we had, if that's we the, that's a problem I have. No like so much podcasts. right fucking you're right because there's no one regulating podcasts. Well, who should? Who should? If nobody, right? No, that's no, absolutely. So not. everything needs to be regulated Every, no matter yes, what. Absolutely. So you're basically saying I'm people need to be people need to be protected from from themselves. Or easily, for like easily, people. Know. The most of the population cannot know, take care of itself. That. That's so negative. That is or very negative. Giving, obviously, you're giving so many people like the the mark of an idiot. Yeah, easily. Easily. That's... I, People need to be protected from themselves. I, History has proven that. To a degree, I believe no. you're right. That's why we have gun laws. That's why we have... We no, have, I mean, we, you obviously well, we need have, laws. We have the lack of gun laws. You need laws, have. sure. But, you know. Regulate everything. No. Regulate everything until we're... Because we're, we live in a country... There goes some, art. There goes art, No, because yeah. we live in a country that goes away. Name well, me a highly a regulated commission. country that has art. We tried to regulate you art. Need we tried you to need oppression. You need oppression for good art. <laughs> That's part of Bill Burr's joke about where he goes from cultural appropriation to oppression. Because he's joking around with his wife. His wife got mad about Elvis. Because they're watching that Elvis know. documentary. They're watching this Elvis. Do you, 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 you watch the whole thing? Do you get to this yeah. joke? This yeah. joke was so fucking good. Yeah. He's talking about like Elvis, and then he concedes, like, yeah, that was totally cultural <laughs> yeah. appropriation. And then he goes, well, what about, like, if you start riding a skateboard, huh? You're cultural appropriating. Then some kid in Santa Monica came up with that, and you're, you know. And then she laughed a little bit because obviously it was jokey. And then he says, what about next time you enjoy a flight from New York to L.A.? <laughs> And then her whole point was, well, if black people weren't kept down, then maybe we could have come up with the discovery of flight too. And he goes, well, here's the thing: you can't have great music and discover flight. That's this. That's the trade-off. And it's funny as fuck. That is a hilarious concept. Something that I've thought about before because I've noticed, especially in comedy, the funniest fucking people in comedy usually come from cultures that were oppressed. You notice that? There must be something in the blood that gets passed down. 
right? Like Jewish comedians, black comedians, Middle Eastern now, Irish comedians have all come from these oppressed cultures. It's true, right? Yeah. What is. about the string of straight white guys that had literally clogged the fucking entertainment industry up in the 90s and 2000s? Name them. I'll tell you their background. Jerry Seinfeld's Jewish. Do you really want to have that discussion? About yeah. Is there Jewish people not <laughs> do Jewish people not, are Jewish people not oppressed? I think back in the 40s and 50s, perhaps. I'm saying but. it's in the blood. You, you don't think Jerry Seinfeld had funny parents that he picked up his humor from? I think a lot of there's there's a lot of comics. I'm not going to give any names. Chance well, the Rapper is a great artist. You think he struggled growing up? His dad had fuckloads of money. So did. Um, I mean, there's a lot of comics who had very wealthy parents. Yeah, there's a lot of minority comics with wealthy parents, but my, my point still stands because they're, they come from all people that were oppressed, and I think there's something that gets genetically passed down in a way, right? Yeah, that's, I, that's, that's my point. Shared, I'm not yeah, saying... That's a good point. You know what I mean? That, 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 I mean, I don't know for 100% sure that's the exact case, but I think there's got to be something to it because I've noticed some of my favorite comedians, I, I just I started thinking like... Or like or, or just different minority backgrounds where I'm like, that, that makes sense that yeah. growing up in that household or they had a funny grandparent or they had a fun, like that's where some of that stuff comes from. But um, well, you mentioned the 90s. What other big white comedians in the 90s? I mean, well, don't count improvisers because they all come from privileged backgrounds. We know that. <laughs> that, was, that was that That's SNL. I'm talking about stand-ups. And, if, and I'm not saying they all have to come from oppressed backgrounds because there could be people who grew up rich, but stamps usually have to have some kind of like weird little fucking thing about themselves, right? Usually, um, whether it's like I don't know, some some there's gonna be some because it, it just the same with musicians. It, very rarely where it's like I'm just super well adjusted and everything just hit perfectly. And here's fucking Bohemian Rhapsody. No, it's like some crazy shit happened, and sure. that's why I was able to like release this passion through this art or this whatever, and yeah. it works out. I don't know. Um, and and athletes have that too usually. Um, I talked about this with uh, Xavier Lamont. He's got a podcast on this network called uh, The New OGs. Yes, sir. You guys should check that out. Fridays at 5 p.m. They go live Fridays at 5 p.m. on Facebook. Um, that's Central Standard Time. <sighs> where he, I remember talking about this with, with sports once before, and he said, like, oh, all of the athletes. Huh? Should I open it with sword? He oh. said the best athletes um, come from poor backgrounds, whether they're black or white. And I thought, started to, like, dig into him. I'm like, oh, shit, he's got a good point. Every now and then, of course, there's some that was just like, I grew up rich as shit and had the best equipment and the best sure. coaches, definitely. But a lot of the true true greatness has got to come from a little bit of like you have to overcome yeah. something, systemic, or something. Systemic poverty will make you. Yeah. It, I mean, no, for real poverty. I'm not saying, that, look, I'd want a world where there's no poverty, but we're going to lose a lot of great art, unfortunately. There's an irony. There's a shitty irony to us being like, isn't it so great that these poor kids had a way to get out of being poor? Right? Isn't it just so inspiring? It kind of is in a way, right? <laughs> no, of course. Obviously, I would love a world where nobody's poor, nobody suffers, and all that kind of stuff. And you know no what? Struggle. You know what's going to make that happen? Fucking what? regulating everything. So you're like, are you a socialist, communist? What's your What's your background? Um, I, I'm, I'm not. Okay. You gave me a look like you were like, what the fuck, dude? This <laughs> <laughs> is like a good question. Um, I well, mean, what's I, your economic theories? Uh, I mean, I think we, I, I'm a Democrat, but I'm like, I'm a Democrat, Democrat. Like, there's a lot of kids who like fucking think to be just being liberal is like, like when the soda tax happened, people were like, this is both. No, soda tax is great. We need that. That was a fucking no, great was, idea. Here's where, here's, okay. For those of you, because most of my listeners aren't in Chicago, uh, the soda tax was in the Cook County, which is where Chicago is. And it was, 
a tax on sugar drinks, mm-hmm. although they had a few drinks that weren't sugar because of a certain chemical, I think, something like that, because the yeah. Diet Coke was taxed. Aspartame. Sure. Aspartame, is that what it yeah. is? Thank you. I couldn't think of what it was. And um, and the whole county rebelled against it. No, about, it passed. It, it passed. No, well, no, <laughs> people didn't vote for it. It passed. It's, the representatives passed it. We forget we're okay. a we're not a democracy. Those of you listening around the world, we're not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic. Yeah, which is true democracies. A true, we're as close to true democracy as the world can have right now. Sure, but like I'm, I'm saying, like like in California, they have referendums where if they like in California, things get passed because people are like, I vote yes on legalized marijuana. Sure, that's not people didn't vote yes on fucking uh, a sugar tax. Yeah, but they voted on an elected politician. They to represent voted, their interests. Yes, and the people they represent. Yeah, but like you act like that always works. Because if a representative interest, we would have gun con- gun laws by now. Well, if more, but that's how dumb Democrats are. They call it gun control when it's really gun reform. You're trying to reform it. Nobody's trying to take all your guns away. Yeah, I don't nah, know a single person is. That's there's not a, true. maybe there's one or two congressmen, but 99 percent of them are like, no, we just want better background checks. That's a, that's this, a frustrating this, this. part of it too. Is that we have to like tiptoe around the issue and be like, we're not trying to take your guns away. Absolutely, we are. If they, I if don't they, think we if, should take away if all the guns. If the correct laws are passed, we do what Australia does, and you fucking turn that shit in. You could have destroyed. a gun in Australia. It's just really difficult. I you believe. have to have a long. You have to have a long gun. You have to have. But but when they yeah, have but like their, do you, so you think some rancher in fucking Wyoming shouldn't have a rifle? I'm not saying he should have a rifle. I'm saying he should I have know, an AR-15 with well, a bump stock. Of course, but that was my point. That's where. And, if he, why has he got to the and point. if he fucking has one, he better turn that shit in. Yeah. If the I, correct laws are passed. Yeah, and that I'm okay with, but that wasn't what I was saying. What I'm saying is that like there are people out there who think that Democrats want to take all your guns. We want to take the ones that. Yeah, say that. That's what I'm trying to fucking say. And everyone gets so hyped up and they're so quick to be like, well, hold on. I'm taking your AR-15. I just said I don't think we no we we don't want to take all your guns and you said we want to take your AR-15s and probably and probably your heavier duty um, handguns too. Uh, we had an assault weapons ban in this country for ten years from 1994 to 2004. Mm, got lifted. And yes, it got mm. lifted. No surprise to anyone really, given the circumstances of that our representatives at the time. But mass shootings were down 44 to 47 percent during that ten year window. So yes, it was a successful assault weapons ban, mm. and I think I would support something like that again. I think if you want a handgun to protect your house, you want a rifle to go hunting, even though I, I'm, I like animals, so I don't really, but I get it, different cultures, and, and or you want a rifle because if you got to shoot a wolf who's going to eat your cow, yeah, <laughs> fucking go right ahead. Yeah. If you're law-abiding and, and you don't have a history of fucking beating women or mental illness or all that shit, then yeah, I'm totally okay with you having guns. Go ahead. Great. I think we just want a fucking, a, you know, a little bit of a background check. No big deal. Um but that's another problem with the, they call it gun control when they can. That's why Democrats fucking lose all the time. They'll have a better idea, but yeah. they're not a name shit. Sure, that's why they lose. It it's is not the. It's not like the vice like grip of the NRA and these little these actual little towns that are voting. The ones that are like driving our democracy. I'm talking about Democrats in general, why they lose, not on issues. You act like people vote on direct issues. You understand they vote for a representative who then does whatever the fuck they want usually. But a representative who usually has an umbrella of issues that leads them to get elected. Yeah, dude, elections are name branding. Why do you think Hillary and Trump were the fucking nominees? They were brand. Trump's been a brand name since the '80s. Hillary's been a brand name since the '90s. Nobody else had a shot. Bernie. That's why Bernie's supporters were so fucking pissed toward the end because they were like, "God damn, if this lasted a month longer, our guy could have who went from Bernie was pulling at one percent, like fucking twelve months out, and then closed the gap 
to like sure. 52 to 48 and everyone's like son of a bitch like they that was said, impressive I've read articles like, you know, that said Trump won because he was a household brand and but I, I don't th- I think it's much simpler than that he was different than the rest too he knew how to stand out he, had, he wasn't think, a market that guy's a great marketer oh absolutely not I think, he's an, I think no he's a you think Trump's a bad marketer absolutely the only reason he won is it's a clear cut and simple oh he's a man's incompetent everything everything he touches is incompetent but everything he says no no see no okay the I know reason, the reason he won then the only and the only clear cut reason he won is because when Obama was in his second term the right did everything they could to demonize him and they 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 walked over so many lines that had been drawn in the sand in the political landscape for decades and decades. They brought up his middle name. They brought up the fact that he was a Muslim. They turned it into a religion thing. They they turned it into this man is coming to destroy our Sharia law is taking over. Oh, yeah. Everyone pushed against that. Everybody who was sensible, including guys like Lindsey Graham and John McCain, who eventually ended up becoming cowards and turning the other way. Less John McCain, more Lindsey Graham. Yeah. But eventually they ended up turning. But before that, they were like, hey, this shit is dangerous. We shouldn't be doing this stuff. This is going to lead to something really bad happening. And then Trump came along, and all he did was he took that sentiment and he gave it a face. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all he did. That's genius marketing. That is no, it's not. It's not okay. genius. If he was a genius, he would have found. He wouldn't have courted the dumbest ten percent of our population to be his supporters. Uh, this is where this is the fucking problem I'm noticing right now. I love you, dude. But was Hitler a great speech giver? No. Yes, he was. He was. He was one of the best speech writers in fucking history. He was amazing. You understand there's a difference. There's a difference. I think Hitler was the worst person ever. Hitler was the worst person ever. To say he was good at speaking does not mean I support fucking Hitler. He yelled a lot about issues that were important. And people cheered, which makes you a good speaker. That's the difference. That's what, like, Kennedy was a good orator. Yes, of course he was. Kennedy was. Kennedy was amazing. Kennedy was. Speaking, King was amazing. Kennedy was speaking to a group of people who were tired and they were fucking beaten down. Hitler was screaming at a group of people who were hanging on his every word, regardless. of Hanging on every word. Say. That means he's regardless a good speaker, regardless of how or what it he would be saying. That's not what we're saying. We're not saying the content. Is it the MGD doing this to you? We're not saying it's the fucking content of what he's saying. So him just shouting is what drives him to be a good the order. Way he if shouted. your goal is achieved. Even if it's a shitty, cunty, evil goal, you're good at you, what you did. All he did was You understand what I'm saying? It doesn't mean you're a good person, but you achieved your goal. Therefore, you were good at what you did. All he did was That's step in we a vacuum. Saying. All he did was step in a vacuum of leadership and yell at people. You can't tell me Trump is a bad marketer, though. I said Trump is a great genius marketer. That does not mean I like him or support anything he does. I do not. I very much do not. But... The man tweets at 4 in the morning. Do you know why? Because the news will cover it at 6 a.m. when people are getting up to go to work. He's controlling the narrative constantly. Yeah, if we had a president. And smart people sure. like you if we, have your blinders on. If we I know you're a smart guy. If we had a president who had Tourette's, I'm sure the news would be covering it. It's not a big deal that the news the is The thing is he doesn't it. have Tourette's, though. He has Tourette's. He might be a little senile, but he knows what he's fucking doing in this avenue. No, he does. He knows what he's doing this chaos avenue. Chaos is not doing... Is, people attribute his chaos as Dude, to be Do you think he's the like, Joker? You think no, it's I chaos, think he's, I think he's an incompetent white man who took the face of something disgusting and ran with it. Why did you say white man? Because it's what it he matter? is. He's, 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 white, a, he's sure. a gross white fucking dude who took the, like, uh, the fucking shitty racist things we've been saying about Obama for eight years and turned him into a campaign. And may, I mean, just the slogan, Make America Great Again, is so dangerous the way it was fucking written out. And then we're supposed I, to be led to believe, oh, he's so smart for coming up with it. I no, didn't he's say, a piece of shit. No, here's the thing, though. If your goal is to do a certain thing, even if it's a piece of shit evil thing, this is where I don't know why you won't admit to this. This is weird that you won't admit to this to me. That is a smart thing. 
if your goal is I'm going to rob a bunch of banks and I accomplish it and I go, oh, wow, it was real smart how he robbed all those banks. That does not mean I think they're a good person. Give me an example you're, of something. When I, I explained to you the bank robbing metaphor or analogy, your brain is going, why didn't he just go to Harvard? Instead, a real genius would have just fucking worked for I'm that on money. Board with, like, I'm on board with your bank robbing. I'm, are you I'm, get what I'm, I'm saying with that? I'm 100% on board I'm not with saying that he's a good person. I'm on 100% I'm 100% on board with your bank robbing metaphor. My Thanks, issue, buddy. My issue is that at no point has he accomplished anything that would lead me to believe that he is in any way competent? He won the presidency. So what you're really saying is Hillary Clinton is a fucking moron then. She I is mean, dangerously she she, incompetent. She, she, she ran a pretty dumb campaign. She did run a bad campaign. She fucking thought she had it and she didn't work hard. She didn't visit. I mean, it's 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 not these big grandiose reasons that she lost and he won. She refused to visit the swing states six weeks before the election because she was told that she had it in the bag. She was not seeing an upset coming. And he, on the other hand, was working hard. And again, he wasn't working hard. They well, he was his, going places. His aides, there's I mean, there's very, very great, well written pieces about about members of his staff who had to quit who were like, This is one of the most incompetent guys ever seen on the campaign trail yeah. we have to constantly keep him on message he goes off script he what? says horrible things and the fucking crazy here's how i know he's incompetent because the man would say shit like mexicans are sending over their rapists and his aides would be standing off stage going holy shit i cannot believe he said that he fucking just tanked everything we've worked hard on and the crowd would go nuts and then they would go oh that's, well, that's why they quit. So though. he's not. They quit because they were like, but "We're listen, Republicans, but we're not that kind of Republicans." Li- they quit. Which is why a but lot of listen to what I just said. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't go. Mexicans are rapists because he's smart. He blurted that out because he's a dumb fucking racist, and his audience just also happened to be dumb fucking racists. Yeah, he yes. knew what they so the first wanted. time. Nothing, Hold on though. <laughs> the first time. That's not being smart. He's, he's no though. But if what if he then made? What if he then process? Oh wait, they love him when I say racist shit. I'm gonna keep saying racist <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, that's so. What a great bank robber. He had great. He had if, very. If talented, you get the money in your bank and you don't get caught, then you are a great bank robber. That's my point. Up. Now let's back up because he had very evil, very competent men around him. Breitbart guy. That guy's an evil fucking genius. The shit he fucking no, did. No, Bannon is. Yes. The shit. Ban- the shit Steve Miller has done is fucking ruthless. The shit Kushner has done fucking ruthless he hasn't done anything ruthless or intelligent or, or politically notable he's just out there screaming like fucking he's just hey, diary of the mouth and his fucking constituents love it they think it's the greatest thing they think he's the second coming this of christ is gone Here, here's the thing though man this has become me starting off by saying he's a genius marketer <laughs> to you then going into the actual person of like and all the horrible yeah, shit don't... do you know why this is funny to me because I started this by saying elections get swayed because of brand names. I said Trump is a genius marketer, and right away you're like, no, he's an evil piece of shit. As if you can't be an evil piece of shit and a genius marketer at the same time. Genius marketers are all evil pieces you're of talking, shit. You're talking to a dude from Iran who was born in It does a not Muslim matter where you're from. I'm just saying, that's a hard pill for me to swallow to take a dude. Well, why is it a hard pill for you to swallow? I said that he was a brand name. Trump is a brand name. He, he put his name on everything. Okay. Look, but you understand, like this isn't okay. this isn't opinions right now. All right, it is opinions because because I think uh, the, the most what's not an opinion is that he's a piece of shit. No, that, no, that's I'll agree with you on that. Sure, but I think it ends right there. No, I think it ends right there. No, yeah, that's the end of the road. Is it shouldn't go no, because I'm not. Further. You could be a piece of shit and a great marketer at the same time. No, Imagine no. he if, if Trump never becomes president, he's still a genius marketer. Oh. Why is How? it? Do you, why Trump Casino? Trump this? Trump failing? That. 
failing. He's lost money in almost every single one of his business dealings. Why do? Why does the average person take? In 2012, if you would have asked the average person how much money is Trump worth, they'd probably be like, oh, he's billions. Yeah, but that's all. That's wrong. But they think it. It's the marketing I'm trying to tell you, man. I think people being stupid. You, this does is not where ma- you're like. You're, you're, I think people being stupid does not make you good at marketing. Yes, it does. That's what marketing is. Marketing is lying. It makes him a good liar. If I called him a good liar, you'd have been okay with it. No, I wouldn't have because he's not even a good liar. He gets caught in fucking every single one of his lies. He's not even good at but lying. But it doesn't matter because his people are still going to vote for him. <laughs> Honestly, do you think? Do you think? Do you think? You just he, said it. That doesn't make him good at anything. His people are going to fucking agree. And if, if your goal is to manipulate people and they're manipulated, you're good at it. I think if you're I think if you're offering a cat food and he comes to you, you can't say, oh, I'm fucking Steve Irwin. Because that cat was going to come to you regardless. Well, no, you can't say you're Steve Irwin, but you could say I'm good at getting cats to come to me. By shaking a can of food in front yeah. of him. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't, what don't, I don't give, like... I th- definitely think the argument... This it's, is it's, a, a, this, it's a hard pill to swallow for for. I I think I think you're getting your your deep hatred of him, in the way of giving him any credit. I think if you were talking to a guy, if I said he Whoa, was good, credit. if I said no, look. By the way, credit. Cre- See, wh- what do you associate the word credit with? I think credit. You, no, you're associating the word credit with something good. Yeah. No, you Would can you give, give someone- Hitler credit for being the no, worst can't. murderer ever. You can't. That sentence. You, you, could you have give, to know can how you, gross could you that give, sentence is. Can you give? Hitler credit as being the biggest piece of shit human of all time. I mean, that's just that's my point. To get no, me credit to... does not mean good. The word credit does not mean good. You could credit something horrible to a person. I credit James Webb for wearing dumb t-shirts. You know what? That's a dangerous thought. I just looked at regardless your shirt, dude. of whether or not it's just a dangerous. It might be a. Da- he needs to be buried in the history books as an asterisk. I, I get so that. So giving but him that's credit we're and calling about, him a marketer man. and a genius politician is going to just lead to another one of him happening. He needs to be buried so far into the history books that he's. I an think asterisk. talking about what a horrible person he is and how he be how he was able to dupe these people is going to bring awareness to holy shit! I can't believe we fell for this. I don't think James or I... Don't say we. We uh, as a country, I'm saying. That, yeah, I didn't vote for him. I voted for fucking Hillary with my fucking fingers across my nose. Because I was such a Bernie supporter, I didn't want fucking Hillary. You could have written him in. I did. I was I, I was voted... I, look, at the last second, I decided, you know, what the fuck I'll vote for. You know what I mean? I, I wanted to, I wanted to run up the my score. Girlfriend, I, was in, I voted in California. When I go to my girlfriend's dad's house, they have a fucking hat up on the fucking... Right when I walk in, there's a fucking Make America Great Again hat staring right at me. I keep my fucking mouth shut. I know my play. I'm aware. My opinions are reserved for me and me alone. He Just like that dude knows how I fucking feel about him. Just like I know how I fuck. We don't talk about it. I'm not saying that this dude who I've known for 10 years of my life is an idiot. He's not. My girlfriend's dad is very intelligent. He's very talented. I don't think he's a bigot. I don't know why he voted for him. Taxes, I think I, probably. Taxes. Maybe. Cheaper taxes. But in the back of my head. I think is, that's why a good portion of Republicans sure. voted for him because there was an R next to his name. Of course. They would have voted for anyone with an R next I to their name. I agree. Yeah. I also don't think – I don't think every person who voted for him is a racist. But I think every racist voted for him. Yeah, which is that, the that's fair. No, yeah, for sure. Which is the important difference to make. Yeah, definitely. But, and I, I agree with that 100%. I just want to get back to how you could give – first of all, the word credit is, is not always contributed to sure. positive. You could credit someone for being shitty at their job. I give you credit, man. You the really way you show up late every day. Sure. Like, you know, like that, that's my only point is that like – the, the Apprentice was the number one watch show in America for years. That doesn't mean it was the best show. It yeah. means it was number one. Yeah, and, and a couple years ago, I, a legitimate threat was that Muslim Americans were going to be thrown in internment camps. So I think 
him no, being I, I, on I The Apprentice that. I get that. is menial compared no, to. No, well, look, all I said was. I'm bringing up that he's really good at brand naming himself, sure, and that's sh- why he got through the primary. It's not that's not the only reason. That's one of the reasons. But and he also was he knew like, you know, what I mean, these he's like he's like a fucking social media influencer who was just like, oh, let me put my finger in the air. Oh, this is where this side is going towards. Yeah, I'm not going to win over here. Ooh, I'll feed these fucking people. Sure. That's what he did. And if that's what you want to do, like the term, I'm basically calling him. A, he's was very him, good at that. That makes you think a- he's going to win again. The fact that, see, your response tells me you must at least know that he's decent at being a piece of shit and getting votes. I don't think him winning has anything to do with him in any way being successful on the campaign trail. I think him winning is just our shortcomings as a society. That's why. And I think him being given credit, I I think him being given credit or him being, you know, called a genius marketer just trivializes the situation. And I think it makes the entire thing more dangerous because it makes him human and likable, which is not should be we should be on the back burner i think we should be able to keep our mouths shut to make something bad go away that's what i think and i think that even extends to shut to make something bad and i go even away. think that extends to not that. talking about the motherfucker because one i of the don't things, i don't do i don't talk about him in my act i don't tweet about him i, I don't, love that shit i, I hate shit that like people that make people are obsessed away. with him people i agree are, i agree with you on like that. that will make him go i agree away. with you on that because that's what he wants that's what it's he a wants. fucking narcissist narcissists shit, want people to talk about him shit like that people the, the right right now likes being victimized because they are and i this is a crazy thing for me to say out loud because for the love of christ they are my girlfriend's dad with his fucking trump hat at a certain point is victimized right now because he has to when he's people see him wearing the hat he has to know people think i'm a hillbilly yeah he has to know that well, and, he, I, and, and he's not he's a very bright capable man but he has to wake up with that and that is just going to fuel you to votes of certain way. If you're like, oh, people don't take me seriously because of how I feel politically, I'm going to keep voting like that until people, people take me People vote with their middle finger. Yeah, they do. Um, well, let me ask you this then. Okay, you, you're That's saying why the I think right is Republican. Or not right is Republican. What the fuck am I saying? The right is victimized. What do you think? I think that minority of people who voted for him who aren't, don't have moral shortcomings or are bright or are just normal people who voted. And that small majority of that small population of people who did it, I think they're in a tough spot right now. Okay. That's what I think. That, no, that's, that's because that's I don't think everybody voted well. for him is a piece of shit. I just yeah. think a lot of pieces of shit voted for him. No, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, talk about victimization and all that. Like, not that I think this group is victimized at all, but I understand the anger and the response from it. When you're like, you, you have Twitter. No, I don't use it. All right. Well, like, say you're on social media. Yeah. You go on Facebook. You go on Twitter. You go on that stuff. You're scrolling through. You see uh, all white men are evil type post. Yeah. What's your What's your reaction? I mean, that's to shitty. It? That's like okay. a That's like one of those things. Because most of them. Because I think I, I hear people will say, "Well, if you're upset about that, that means you are one of the shitty white men." Sure. I've heard that. And when it comes to stand some of it, just some in of it, everything no in everything some of it does, I, I see some of it and I go I don't care it doesn't bother me at all but then I started seeing so much of it I'm like I'm starting to care because I know that this is just a bad way to gain whatever your goal is sure you know I get I used to get so fired up when people would say like you know um you know, all black people are gangbangers, or all Muslims are terrorists, or all, or even on the flip side of that, all cops are evil. Like all that shit would did bother me because I'm like, you're generalizing, and you know a lot of it's not true, sure. and you're not pushing, you're not advancing anyone sure. in that regard, right? So 
all right, cool. Uh, I just was curious. No, I'm, I completely. I think that's. I think that's a shitty generalization. I just think it's a. a but it, that, a bad... that's also shit that's going to make sure he wins again. Yeah, I know. That I think it's very. Stupid. And again, I, I out of everything I've said, this is probably the most dangerous part of it. That real woke left side so is not sh- doing us any fucking favors right so now. So isn't Chappelle and Bill Burr challenging that woke sure, left side? Think, a no, good I thing? no, I think I don't I think they're doing thing. any harm. I don't think they're doing any harm. Yeah. I just don't want to take it as far as saying they're they're. I think comedians in general. I think if we're going to talk about any comedians attributing to the zeitgeist. Those two are going to be on the top of the list. But to generally say every comedian going out there and doing no, a 10 I don't want no, set, no, fuck. The, I'm sorry. I maybe I misspoke earlier because I think if we're going to talk I, about um, comics who are attributing and 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 pushing conversations forward and have a little bit of power, sure, Chappelle, sure, Bilber. Sure. Yeah. But I think just generally saying every comic or not even just no, every comic. No, yeah. I if I if I hinted at that earlier, not to cut you off, I. 100% do not mean that. I do not want every comedian to sound the same or to do that. But that's what comics think right now. That's, they legitimately, that's very dumb because... If you go to an open mic, that's what these kids are talking about. They're, I'm in the minority of people who are like, I hey remember, guys, we're not that important. I remember when... Um, I remember one time going up at an open mic. It was at Shuba's back when Shuba's was like... The what, place that, to go, The yeah. best open mic. Um, Bobby Butts? Like, this was like... No, before, that was before Bobby Butts. Oh, before Bobby Butts. This was like 2011, 2012. And... Um, just being so annoyed with every fucking comic and their fucking yeah. pretentious bullshit. Sure. I opened, I went up there, grabbed the microphone, and said, listen, everyone, you're not special. Yeah. None of you are fucking special. Just stop, like, you know, I, I kind of had... We agree. So I understand you completely, and I agree with you We there. agree for different reasons. I, you you think the left, you think these real, the far, far left is irritating, and they're getting in the wave of art, and they're they're complaining and canceling, and they're, they're hypocrites. Doing, they're hypocrites. They're getting away with progress. They're getting away, they're getting in, the, that's, that's the middle of the Venn diagram is that very vocal, annoying, pushing your agenda on people is just going to make it last longer. Yeah. If you want something bad to go away, sometimes you just have to shut the fuck up. And then one of the big ones for me is going after Christians. That one boils my blood. Because that's what do you the mean? Big, I'm sorry. Because that's the one I always hear from the real left is they'll go after a lot of like if there's ever a news story about something happening and, oh and, they they, and they, someone they says, make fun of Christians yeah I always see that in the comment section or jokes on, on fucking open mics or just people talking whenever there's a, some kind of news article and someone says like it, it, it'll be in the fuck it's so frustrating in the middle of nowhere Iowa and some family who just had their house burned down will say well thank God you know thank the you know glorious merciful Jesus Christ almighty that my family weren't hurt and there's a million oh you can look at them fucking saying thank you to Jesus like uh, it's yeah. just like dude calm the like you need to like. You need to understand that to some people, religion is a big deal. Some people, religion, they need it. Some people do need it. There is that know? kind of, and I think there's a very vocal minority of people on that side attacking religion, attacking American religion, like Christianity, and that shit's gonna backfire because that yeah. vi- that makes people feel victimized, yeah. and that makes people fucking bind, bound together and work together. But unfortunately, the only group of people binding Christians together is the right is yeah. like hard Republicans I think the goal should be to empathize with each other absolutely meaning like alright you know I know people think like small town Democrats are the best sm- yeah yeah small no, town Democrats true. are the um, fucking best I know you know there's there are still people who think like you know I, I small tr- town people are the best generally I think small town people definitely are for that under, reason underrated. alone no, for that I, reason I, I, met, alone. I met tons of great small town people and they're underrated and they get a bad rap and um, and, and we're going to wrap it up here man um, yeah, and this has been fun man I really yeah, like I, no, I love lively fucking conversation yeah. like this I don't want you thinking like oh shit man we fucking oh, we got heated no this is good times dude I love this shit man because this is how I get with, at bars so yeah, this is where we're definitely recreating the bar conversation um, is that like I see it with um, 
with religion, I guess, especially so many people are just so quick to just be to, to shit on it. Cause it's easy to shit on these days. Yeah. And I don't believe in any kind of, I don't really believe in organized religion at all. Really. I don't hire power. I, I don't know. I'm just not religious. I, I'll just say it like that. But if someone, if I meet someone who is religious, I respect that. You gotta respect it. Yeah. And so then there are still some people who will, I remember people saying shitty stuff about Muslims. This is like five, six years ago when I would really get into this stuff with people. Not that like if I'm at a party and someone's being shitty towards any group of people, sure. whether they be fucking like, you know, a white majority person, if they're being shitty towards whatever, I just don't like generaliza- generalization at all. Sure. You know, I just think it's a weak, like, you know, soft point or I mean, so, it's lazy. It's fucking lazy because it's easy. It's so fucking it's easy. It's very easy. And, um, you know, they'll say I remind people I'm like, you know, there's like what was there like one point six billion Muslims yeah, in the world? It's a very big religion. It, yeah. And like and if fucking like the, the percentage of them are, that are radicalized is the same percentage of any fucking religion. Sure. Right. You know sure. what I mean? Um, but I mean, again, that's although I've never really heard of any Buddhist bombers or anything like that. But oh, Christians man. and Muslims are definitely. Th- that same percentage is, is violent, yeah. you know, and, and it's so easy for people now because 9 11 wasn't that long ago to be like, oh, it's fucking new people. It's like, no, you're a fucking asshole. And like, and, and yeah, that group of people, that extreme, far, like, but that was 19 people out of 1.6 billion. The frustrating and, you know, is the US government admitted that the, the hostility towards a certain groups of people during Obama's second term led to the rise in domestic terrorism yeah they admitted that no for they sure were like a lot of the a lot the of the FBI shit, recently that was just recently they a lot put of their the report shit out. that fox news and these right and not even them because that's a lot of shit my girlfriend's dad watches that shit there's a lot of stuff on there that's not as bad as it should be or or can be but that real right wing the examiner breitbart those real dangerous magazines that were subverting younger kids in college and and 20s and 30s and 40 something people the that facebook shit, uh, yeah, fucking the, the ads fa- and those like uh news Kind of Uncle bullshit. Sam's misguided children page and uh, we, all that other shit. We yeah. admitted that that shit was forwarding domestic terrorism, but it's annoying that we stopped short of admitting that it led to the current presidential administration. Because there's not, I mean, if one's going to happen, the other one's not far away. It's this this guy getting elected, Donald Trump. And I, I know if you're a listener of mine who's who's Republican, and you likes usually Trump, not get political on your podcast. No, we really don't. Oh, I'm sorry, we don't. This is the most political we've ever gotten. Um, and again, this isn't something I no, talk about. No, the only about. reason I don't get political on it because I find it so boring these it's days. Boring, yeah. It's just because it's everywhere. It's everywhere, you know. And and here's you know we all as comedians we all have our thing. As a comic, if I when I see everyone doing jokes about a certain thing, you gotta I get away. Don't. Yeah. I I even I, I I tell people like you don't have to swing at every pitch. You know no, you mean? don't. It's so like. I hate the type of comedians like, well, everyone's talking about this, so I have to have my take on this. Yeah. Remember the comic who did like their version of a gay marriage joke where it's like, dude, it's fucking three years later, and you're, you're this is now. Yeah. You, you, Comics are doing the, I'd they, suck a dick for They jokes. feel the yeah. need to be like, this is what everyone's talking about, so I have to do my version of what everyone's talking about. Sure. I can't, that's not, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, it's, with the, I, if you are, I don't, I don't know if I have Trump supporters listening. If you're a Trump supporter, I'm fucking listen. I, I want, I'm, I'm, I want, I want, I want to bring people together. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I would also like to tell you that, like, hey, 
This guy doesn't represent you. He doesn't give a fuck about you. He's not representing your best interest. This guy's a power hungry person. There's a reason why Trump properties is where every government official stays. But now general, it's all self interest. There's a general distrust of the president that I find frustrating. Is that every? I think the percentage of Trump supporters that actually are like, yeah, this guy's our, my guy. I fucking it's love very him. Small. It's small. Yeah, I think it's very and small. And I think the other percentage of him are like, he had the R next to his name, and I wanted a tax cut because I think government's too big, and I want more of the money I work for. Which is like, listen though, I. I I, I disagree with some of that stuff. I think like tax everything. I think if you're super rich, right, and you're making millions, that we have a progressive tax rate. Take it all. The more money, I don't think you should take it all. No, take it the all. Mo- no, take it all. Absolutely. What what, per- what percentage would you? T- if someone makes five million a year, what percent would you tax? They're them lucky on? that they're not being shaken down, upside down, and letting us fucking grab what falls. Oh, out they're of lucky pockets. the world isn't what it was 150 years ago. That's a for weird thing to say. Centuries. That'd be like me saying to a black for person, centuries. you're lucky this is in the 1860s. That's weird, man. For centuries, yeah. the captains of industry, the owners of production got to a certain point until the poor people burst down their doors and murdered them. And somehow that stopped. Rich people are lucky that doesn't... That's why they need to be taxed as heavily as possible. Because they're lucky to be alive. Okay, give me a number, though. Just, just say they're lucky to be alive. So, so if someone makes five million, eighty-five percent. No, no, no. If you're making, if you're, if if you're, if you're sitting on more than a billion dollars, most of that needs to go back to the people. Okay. That's fair. Anything over a billion? Sure. I mean these these like these like sheiks, these oil like oil barons and like dudes in Saudi Arabia. That was, that was, who like, that was I don't like the way you said sheiks. That was that was. You can't spend a billion. dollars. It's too much money to. No, have. you can't spend a no. billion dollars. And that's yeah. why it needs to be stripped from you. You're lucky to be alive. You know the top tax rate was ninety percent in the fifties. Yeah. There's a there's a shift that happened where rich people suddenly stopped worrying about their safety among poor people. Like that's the frustrating thing. Well, you know what it was like. I mean, I'm sure you do, but the whole thing was that. All right. The cops were started in a way to protect the rich, essentially. Yeah. You know? I mean, but that's not to say that the cops wouldn't have been necessary anyway. They would have been because what do you do with the rapists and the thieves and and murderers and shit like that? So you definitely need a police force was necessary for sure. How it was used and abused, you know? So what happens now is basically because we have money in politics... Rich people will buy a politician. That's why I, I laugh with the, the whole pop tax thing. You were like, we needed the pop tax and all that kind tax of stuff. Tax everything. There should be a you podcast tax. The pop tax was so fucking stupid. Why? Because it was too much. What was it? It was a fucking like a quarter oh, an it ounce. Should have been, been 75. It should have been a penny an ounce. <laughs> yeah. You said it should have been higher than yeah. what it was? Why? We don't need soda. Then, well, what do we need soda for? It's I a luxury. Mean, you don't. It's so, a luxury. So every luxury should be taxed up the heavily, ass? Heavily. Heavily. What kind of world is that? It's a beautiful world. You think that's a beautiful world? Our goal as a society, our goal as a group so you of are people, a communist. our goal as a society is to end poverty, is to make sure that every living person on this planet lives with dignity. I think our goal should be to offer everyone an opportunity to get out of poverty. No. No. To our, just end it? Yes. We have the means to feed, clothe, and shelter every living person on this world, but we can't do it because of the distribution of wealth. That's what's frustrating. Is we have the we have the means to make sure every single human so you think, being. You think everybody should have the same amount of money? Everyone yes. should have the same amount of this. Nobody I mean, should have another penny than utopia. another person. That's a utopia. Is to make that sure, a utopia? Yeah, to make sure everybody's living happy. I mean, imagine being told, "Oh, you can't be the richest person on earth anymore. That's done with." But everybody on earth is going to live in happiness and dignity. How do you know that equals happiness, though? You just you're guessing that equals happiness. Food, shelter, and safety. No, is I think happiness. people should have the. I think there should be definitely a fucking bottom line, like a fucking safety net, where it's 
like at the very least everyone has this a universal basic income what's up my man Andrew Yang like you know what I mean like Secure the bag. there should be I'm okay like you know what I mean like I believe in like a moral capitalism where we should have universal health care if you get sick you're taken care of I think we should have uh, uni- education like I think everyone education equals opportunity right I think we should have yeah. that and then uh, that's really all the rest of it. Then if you want to open up a fucking baseball card shop and profit the fuck out of it, go ahead. I mean, my you point profit is to a certain point and well, then you're giving the rest of it back. Okay. But my point is that in your world in which everyone has the same amount of money, the same amount of everything, wh- who, wh- what, wh- who's ever going to open it? Who, where's the creativity? Where's the ingenuity? Where's the innovation? What's going to make people like you? There's fair, but th- I think that's just my question. But that's I think my question. every human being being taken care of in, with dignity is more important than that. That's fine, but my idea, my my point is like how how slowly would society evolve? How much do we actually? I think like, it's the last. That's the end of our evolution. Is making sure. Imagine if every single lion on earth. Imagine if every single gazelle on earth lived a full and happy life because its evolution led them to that. That's great. That's yeah, what sure. fucking happened on uh, on Galapagos. When they when they got to the island, they figured out some of these creatures had evolved so highly that they were completely safe from every single fucking predator because they were so well evolved. That's the future of civilization: is we become so evolved that we're safe from each other because we're our own worst predator. So if we can evolve to a point where we're not even killing each other and everyone's in an equal playing field and everyone is guaranteed to live equal a full, playing happy, field. I'm all about equal playing field. I'm all about. But I definitely don't know if I support. See, I, the thing are is, right now, everyone's so in like, are you capitalist? Are you socialist? I go, we need a new thing. We need a new thing that probably doesn't exist yeah, right now. Yeah, a new now. thing called uh, no capitalism and just socialism. Why can't we have a capitalism mixed with socialism mixed with something that hasn't capitalism been invented yet? Capitalism is inherently void of morality. That's why. See, no, because th- that's, that's anarcho capitalism. That's not true capitalism. I, yeah, there, there are is some, no true capitalism. We're, we're centralized, centrist capitalism is not. Ca- ca- capitalism is inherently void it, of morality. If you regulate it enough, it, that, it's fine. How, right. Statistically, capitalism has brought tons also, and tons of people out of poverty. Now. I'm on your side with the soda tax. I think it was fine. It's great. I thought it was too high. That's why people rebelled. That's why it was a stupid move. It, if you would have put a tax on that was like a nickel for fucking every case of beer or case of pop or, or a nickel a can, people would have been like, that's fine. The idea was, though, a tax that eliminates the product doesn't benefit anybody. It benefits the kids who would gain yeah, type dude. 2 diabetes. This is like I, I equate this to like a smoking tax or something. Yeah. Like th- that much pop for kids is really bad. People got mad no, because pop Illinois is bad for you. Illinois I didn't fucking admit passed, that. Illinois just passed a law that said that you can't smoke in your car with kids anymore, and people are furious. And it's so frustrating listening to their answer. Why? Because you're like, why are you mad? And they're like, well, I don't like the state telling me what to do. I'm like, well, you're gonna smoke in a car with your child. Well, I'm not going to. So in this but regard, I don't like it's I agree so with you frustrating. People are stupid and need people to be are, taken people care need of. to be taken care of sure. constantly. But not at the level that you're suggesting. I still That's don't a uto- think. I'm just I think you utopia. go too far. You you you're just what your version of utopia is. Other people's version of utopia is that everybody would find a thing they're passionate about, work for that and be fucking successful doing it. But success implies that there's going to be someone less successful than you. And no, it doesn't. It does, does it? And that's fine. No, what's your version? What's everyone has not everyone's going to be the best. I think I'm successful. Other comedians might not think so. They might be like, "Really? Uh, you don't have an hour on Netflix or Comedy Central?" Yeah. It is all relative, right? So, yeah. like, if you're playing by the rules of competing, I don't know. I just think, I anyone who's too confident in their answer when it comes to stuff like that, I think needs to think more. No, because I'm not confident in my answer. I don't know. I just think that. 
I've thought about this. There are a lot of obviously I said I want universal health care. You know, I'm describing describing what Christ wanted. That's the that's the second frustrating thing. Who said I want what Christ wanted? I'm just saying when you get when you discuss this. I wore a stupid robe and everyone looks sandy (laughs) and fucking dirty. You know what I mean? Is Mary Magdalene washing down there before I'm people were banging? I don't think so. I'm describing what true syphilis was going on back then. I'm describing true morality. That's what. That's what. I mean, a Catholic. I'm just fucking. With <laughs> I I didn't know you were Catholic, but I didn't know you were Muslim either. Um, I didn't know if you were anything. I thought maybe you were. Um, I'm a Catholic. Atheist or something. You're yeah. Catholic. It's right? impossible to be an atheist. You think so? Philosophically impossible. How is it philosophically what? impossible to be an atheist? It's philosophically impossible to be an atheist because it's 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 a it's a it's an impossible question to say that there's nothing in lieu of there could be something because there could be something is the correct answer. It means you're agnostic. Yeah, agnosticism okay. is the end. There's no atheism. Atheism is a losing answer because there's no way to defend yourself. It's imp- it's it's the absence of a defense. Where agnosticism, you end up just saying, oh, there could be something. I just don't know what it is because it's intangible and I have no way of knowing. But atheists are like, no, I know there's nothing. And then you're like, well, what about the human spirit? that is a conscience and our ability to write and speak and make different languages and then they have no answer that's okay god that's not evolution so you believe in god yeah he's i mean you have to you well you don't have to, See, you okay, have to. so you go from well then explain explain why, why isn't god created this utopia you want so badly that's i think i think god's nature was to give us the ability to do Free it i don't will. think i don't think he can step in and do things i don't think he's ever been able to step in and do things i think that's the but f- he was able to create all this shit I mean, it's I, impressive, man. The think, fucking human body itself is a goddamn I think the engine. Position, I think the position of most religious people is that science created us, but God gave us the spark to ask these questions and build and grow and, and make these changes. That's what I think. I don't think he physically did a lot. I think he gave us... Who made him or her? He's always been there. Just there? Yeah. There had, I mean, what a sweet deal. Yeah. But you could also. Why does he get to fucking be God? Why can't I be? But God? we're also describing. Why him wasn't as, I just there? But we're also describing right? him. It's endless these questions. But we're also describing him as a human being who is there. I mean, when you really think about what God is, there's really no there or present or past or future. It's an entity that's just a being. I think it's such know? a big fucking question and such a big answer. Oh my God, it's almost midnight. Jesus Christ. Oh shit. Um, Sorry. Fucking way longer than I wanted to go. Anyway, yeah, let's let's fucking leave it on that cliffhanger of what religion is. I I, I um. It's it's a big fucking dude. When the more you start to think, every now and then I'll think, all right, when I die, what is it? What's going to happen? Is it just nothingness? You know, because then if you think about that, sometimes I think, man, if I die, it would really suck to not know how something finished. Like, you know, heaven forbid, I I die young, and I don't know like what my kids end up be doing with their what lives. What if you've already That'd died? Be so sad. What if this is a third or fourth time around? I don't know. Have you ever felt like you walked in a room and you've already walked in that room before countless times? Not countless times. I mean, I've walked into a room where I just felt familiar. That means I've been there before in a previous life. <laughs> I what, love your fucking confidence, that's man. That's what Hindus I say. do. I will give you, I will give you mad credit on um, uh, uh, you. I am you, opinionated. No, which is good, <laughs> which is probably why you're a good comedian, I feel like. Um, it's been a fun episode, man. I um, I definitely think you should listen to the playback so you understand where the confusion lied. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I there's no confusion. I stand by everything I said. <laughs> I hope I hope you do, but I want you to know where how you could say like I, like I don't know. I just felt like I felt like you hate him so much that yep. like if I said 
That's a perfect Windsor knotty tie, which I don't know if he does. I'm just no, saying his that. ties are terrible. They hang the, down way the past. The ties are too long, but I'm talking yeah. about the fucking knot. The knots are, are you're foreign. You're so quick. You're a president, and you're going to tie a foreign hand? You should be doing a fucking double Windsor with an Oxford collar. How dare you That's, besmirch the presidency It's very Western like world over here, my man. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's funny. America's funny. I don't dislike him so much America that I have is to a say funny shit. country yeah. because it's the one country where it's like, I think what, what made America a great country in the first place like, obviously, there was things we did that were terrible. So, like, when people are like, when was it great? When we had slavery? No, obviously, those were, were, all, were all awful. But I think what made America become this, you know, a, a great thing was that we kind of took from all around the world and blended it all together. And it, yeah. it kind of came out pretty cool. We also changed quickly, like, the amount of time between Yeah, we haven't the been a country long. It's we're been, the, we're with, baby. We're the youngest. That's the frustrating is when, a lot, again, the very far left is shit this country sucks we're the one of the youngest countries out there and we've grown and changed fast so we've been a span of 70 to 80 years between the emancipation proclamation and the civil rights movement that's quick yes that's one lifetime we do move pretty quick i remember this illinois became the 10th state to legalize gay marriage i remember someone tweeting finally and i'm like we're number 10 what the fuck you finally like and the first one did it three years ago. America's, We're not even that far behind. What the fuck? Like, America is a beautiful, great, it's the greatest country that will exist and has ever existed. No, no one has ever done what we've done. No one yeah. has ever broken ground like we've broken ground. No, there's no freedom of press like here. As in, there's no other country that does what we does, and that's why we need to fight to protect it. I, I yes, I would agree with that uh, wholeheartedly for sure, man. It, I was gonna say what makes America like what makes it funny to me as like a comedian and funny like in a sense is that like I think. You need to. I think Al Franken said this. Like, to, you, we should love America that like a, like a yeah, right. That one we should hurt. love America like adults in the sense that adults love something where it's like we accept its flaws. Thought, yeah, and we want to work. Quote. You know, I what love mean? That yeah. Quote. Where he, I think he was saying like the right loves it like yep. a child loves their mother. It's like mommy's the best. Mommy can do no wrong. Don't you talk shit about my mommy? Like you know what I mean? And it's yeah. So when I it's always funny because when the woke left will be like we need America has a diversity problem. I'm like no, China has a diversity problem. Saudi Arabia has a diversity problem. There's like you know we don't like I, we could be more diverse. Our industries could be more inclusive in certain ways, but when it comes to diversity, it's us and like no one else is like. I mean the UK has diversity sure. now, and they obviously there's European there's other countries that have diversity, sure. but like you know like it's funny to me that that's just that's shit, and like when we talk about our immigration and stuff like that, I. You know, I'm second and a half generation or whatever, you know, third generation, whatever, like grandparents, great grandparents on one side or whatever. So I'm for immigrant. I'm not anti-immigrant whatsoever. I'm all like Red Rover, Red Rover, let everyone come over. I don't, I'm totally cool that I love different cultures. I'm all about that. And then I'll hear people saying like America needs to be better with this. And I'm like, but we're still, can you acknowledge though? We're better than everyone else though. Yeah. You know what I mean? People talk about Canada and like Canada has a lot of stuff that I like a lot. And I love Canadians. Try to fucking move there as easily as some people could still move here. It's very hard to get Canadian citizenship. Yes, and it's hard to get citizenship in a lot of countries. I, I don't know. I just think maybe since I've become a parent, I've been trying to look for the positive more. Yeah. Because I'm a fucking parent. And before that, I, it was. I just think it's so easy to say that everything sucks. Yeah, it's frustrating. Don't say everything sucks. Tell me why it sucks and give me a solution to why it could, or how it could be better. Sure. That's why I had fun with this conversation because at the very least, you were like, no, I fucking like this and here's why. And you were like, you believed in the shit you were saying. Sure. And even if I was questioning it here and there and being like, well, maybe, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. which I feel like is my job when I'm asking someone for an opinion. I have not, I, I don't know your opinion before you said it. Sure. 
I shouldn't be like, fuck you real quick. I got to take it all in. And that's the lesson for everyone in this week's episode of Kale Gallons Pub. Um, again, everyone, thanks for checking out the podcast. Last time we saw the Bill Burr special. <laughs> we talked about it a little enough. We gave, we gave some recommendations about it. Go check it out. It's fucking hilarious. I loved it. It's comedy. They're jokes. Don't take them too seriously. As, as Sorab said, they don't have that big a platform, but then they also do, apparently. Um, uh, dude, where can they find you, man? Let them know. Uh, every first and third Thursday at the Love Below Comedy Show, Beer Miscuous, fun little room. We've been around for like five years. But like, tw- what's your Twitter? You guys are not Twitter, uh, right? Instagram. Sorb is brown. Uh, if you're in Syracuse, I'm doing um, SUNY Upstate Medical this weekend. If you and you write go. for Complex. I, I want I to get into that with you. The show's over. Them. Oh, cool, man. Um, but the, the new episode premieres tomorrow. Uh, 5 p.m. Eastern. And you did that out of Chicago, or did you have to go I fly? I went to New York. It was New York for Nice. Sweet. Yeah. So the great, new episode comes out tomorrow. Um, Complex's YouTube channel or the website. You can watch both ways. Uh, Headlining Comedy Bar, um, November 1st, 2nd, 3rd, um, if you want to go to that. And then um, I got a couple other colleges. You can go. Anyone can go to those. Uh, just check my website, and then let me know. Sorabisbrown.com. Fuck yeah, man. Thanks for being on it. You guys know JoeKillGallon.com. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Joe Kilgallon. We're dropping a new video on Thursday. You're listening to this on Wednesday, so that's tomorrow. New stand-up clips every Thursday. Plus, I post podcast clips. Probably got some fun ones to cut up from this one. Um, you guys are the best. Oh, this is People of Comedy Network. Kilgallon's Pub. Cheers. <laughs>